Before we even start the podcast, rest in peace, John Anthony West. He uh, died yesterday. Mm. One of the coolest guys ever. One of my favorite people that I ever got on the podcast. The first and only full guest that I've ever done on Skype. And the only reason why I did it on Skype is because he wasn't feeling well and he couldn't fly to California. So I said, this guy's so important. I generally like to have conversations with people when they're in the room. I think they go more friendly and they're smoother that way. You can work through any bumps easier that way. Yeah. You feel better. It feels like it's real. I mean, but he was so important to me. I would have fucking taken a, a Raven note. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just, if you've never seen um, the DVD series Magical Egypt, it's truly an amazing piece of work. Um, it's, I think, six DVDs all about the history of Egypt and the immense complexity of the structures that are built there. The appreciation this guy had for what the Egyptians did was just off the charts. He was in just so deeply engaged with it. It was such a giant part of his life. And the passion and the curiosity that he had and the knowledge that he had in these DVDs would come through and you would just be like holding your face, watching him going, oh my God, these are amazing. Just a... What a crazy time in human history. This weird blip in the middle of North Africa yeah. where these people just went way past everybody else. Just way past. Yeah. And they did it for a long time, man. They did it in this one spot for who knows how long. That's but right. It was thousands and thousands of years. And Graham Hancock and John Anthony West are the the people that are really uh, at the front of the line in terms of the public eye of pushing the timeline right. back. And there's real evidence for it. Yeah, sure. I mean, Hancock's getting super vindicated right yes, now. Yes, he is. And, you know, um, John Anthony West got vindicated as well by um, a Robert Schock, who's a geologist from Boston University. He went to Egypt and he studied the enclosure that the Sphinx was in. And he's the guy that determined that you were looking at fissures that were created by thousands of years of rainfall, right. which would push back. Because what we know about the, the, what the climate was like in that area, apparently it pushes it back to somewhere around 9,000 years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. Because look, look, however old it was, it's real. The pyramids are a real thing. Sure. I mean, everybody gets real weird about pushing the date back, like when it happened. There's no way it happened 30,000 years ago. It definitely happened 2,500 BC. But maybe, maybe. But it, even if it did, let's just say it all was, it just came out of nowhere somewhere around that era. What a crazy spot, man. I mean, forget about the, 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 the confusion and the conflict around the timeline. Just what it is. Those people were on another level. What, what is the main reason people get so pissed off at Hancock and West for trying to push the timeline back? Because they've been teaching one timeline for a long time. They don't want to admit that they were wrong. If somebody publishes a book about the timeline and it just definitively says, we know now that Egypt was a, you know, hunter-gatherer culture that's somewhere around 3000 BC erupted into this incredible civilization right they just been teaching that for so long i mean they've been teaching a not that version of it but their their version is more accurate than what i just said i was just making up numbers but I'm, the point is what they've been teaching is probably not right and if they wrote books about it they've ta taught classes about it 
all these people. So it's ego? It's just the ego of scientists? There is 100% some ego involved because there was a conversation that John Anthony West and Dr. Robert Schock had with an Egyptologist. And the Egyptologist, this was on a television show that was actually on TV. It was on like NBC. It was called The Mystery of the Sphinx. It was actually narrated by Charlton Heston. And uh, it was all about John Anthony West's work and about Graham Hancock's work and Robert Schock's work. And um, when they brought this geological evidence to these Egyptologists, they were openly mocking it, like laughing right. in this weird way. Like, oh, what, what evidence is there for this civilization back then? Like, how much evidence do you think would be there? Like, you have to realize how long ago he's talking about. He's talking about maybe 10,500 BC, right. maybe earlier. They think it might have all started somewhere around 30,000 years ago, which is just fucking bananas. Oh, there it is. Mystery of the Sphinx. Powerful. Jamie finds it online. There they are. John Anthony West. He um, literally dedicated his life to absorbing as much information as possible about the nature of the construction, the time periods. The hieroglyphs, I mean, it's just an amazing, amazing body of work that that guy put together. Powerful Charlton Heston. Look at him. <laughs> Look at that. fucking handsome. I would hang out with him. I don't care. If, even if he was wacky. He wanted to talk about guns all day. I'd be like, come on, Charlton. Hell yeah, you'd hang out with Charlton Heston. <laughs> like, who's going to turn down Charlton Heston? Do you remember when Charlton Heston had a gun on TV and he was like, they'll take my rifle away <laughs> when they pry my cold, dead yes, hands off I of do. it? Did he hold up a rifle when he said that? Or I am I imagining I, this? I, I don't know, man. I think he probably did. I that mean, is so why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not hold up your fucking massive symbol for your cock? Your Harry Potter. He said it. It's real. It's just as I imagined. You will never take my cock from me. It's even better because it's a musket. Why not just hold up a rock? Just like a rock. Any, I kill. With rock kills with rock. Huh? Yeah. People get fucking really passionate about that. That is guns, <sighs> circumcision. Mm. I am... I am all for responsible people being able to own guns, but I'm also completely in agreement with people that say that there's too many people out there committing crimes with guns. So how do you how do you how do you clean all that up? I do not know. Well, it's worth thinking about. It is worth thinking about, and it's worth talking about. And people get upset when you start talking about it because they want it to be just no. We have a right to have any kind of gun that we want, but they're I think they're missing. Um, one of the real big problems, which mm -hmm. we're just weirdly seeing the very beginning of it, dude. And this ties in. You know, like Elon Musk just blasted a fucking <laughs> car into space. He blasted a Tesla into space. There's a Tesla floating around the planet now. And like the, the way that connects with guns is um, this is an example of technology falling into the hands of like a private company. This isn't the government. This is like Elon fucking b badass I go to Burning Man Musk, a dude who goes to Burning Man <laughs> yeah. shot a fucking Tesla into space, which is now, I guess, going to rotate around the planet for some certain, I don't know how long it's going to be up there. Well, but, I think it's going to Mars. 
Oh, that fucking thing's going to... Isn't it? <laughs> He's putting it in orbit around going, Mars. It, it missed. It's going past Mars. Oh, you fucked up, Elon. <laughs> well, guess what, man? That could have been my mom. <laughs> my mom could have been on that plane. <laughs> I love that you, you fucking asshole. You fucked up, Elon. You could have done better, dum-dum, with your rockets that can land and shooting a car into space. That's okay. what, that is what happens when you take it out of the government's hands and put it in a genius's hands. But he's got a very unique ability to get things done. Sure. Well, like I mean, that boring project that he's doing under L.A. Flamethrowers. There's certain guys that are so smart that everybody goes, just, okay. Sure. Everybody just steps back and goes, Go what do you want to do? You want to dig holes through the bottom of What if you went to the L.A. City Council meeting? It's like, look, guys. I can fix this traffic thing. What yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to drill holes underneath the ground, and I'm going to put your car on a high-speed sled, and you no, don't even drive. It starts up like this. It's like, okay, guys. <laughs> so uh, you've been remember the old like how it used to be at the banks with the suction tubes, where oh, you yeah. take the tube and you, your mom puts the check in, and it gets sucked in. I'm going to do that with fucking buses <laughs> under the city. What do you think? Write the check. <sighs> Yeah, they're not going to let you do it. But the thing where it connects to guns is it's like we're looking at the very, very, very beginning of, of private individuals having access to technology that normally was in the hands of the state or governments. And this is the very crazy beginning of it. I didn't know he was shooting it at Mars. For some reason, I thought that fucking thing was going to, like, rotate around the Earth, which made me worry that, like, we're going to end up with, like, a ring of no, billionaire be... cars. Because <laughs> it'll be, like, the coolest thing for billionaires to do. Did you shoot your car up in space yet? No. Also, yet. a great way to dispose of bodies. Because, like, there's that astronaut in there, and I keep thinking, like, I bet that's one of Elon Musk's enemies. I bet he... That could be a body in there, and no one would ever fucking... Could you imagine if it is? Just, imagine if it's just some asshole who robbed Elon Musk in a business deal? Yeah. Just, so shot the guy and have one of his flunkies stuff him into a car? Yeah. He <laughs> never fight. Just disappeared. He just disappeared. That could be fucking anybody, Ground man. Ground control to Major Tom. And then also what's really badass about this is the flat earthers are now like really having problems because of the... Somebody sent me a video today showing me that it's fake. The, Somebody this? on Twitter showed me that this is fake. It's fake, Brown. It's fake, Brown. What is the what's fake of like what's everything? The moon, the sky, the guy, the car, your mom. It's <laughs> your all fake. mom is flat. <laughs> fake, 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 fake. <laughs> your mom's flat as fuck, man. <sighs> your mom's flatter than the planet Earth, bro. And the Earth's flat. But is it this like the the what's crazy about the John Anthony West stuff and the Graham Hancock stuff is like in the way that flat Earth in a delusional, insane way sort of forces you to imagine yourself existing in a universe that's completely different than what you thought. And I mm. think that's why it's really appealing. Like it's an appealing, cool, beautiful, hilarious mythology. Which is like, whoa, how cool would that be if we really were on a flat earth? And like, if I just keep going in one direction. Hit the ice wall. Hit the ice wall, but over the fucking ice wall, now we're in the land of the grays, you know? Ooh. I'm no longer the trapped. I'm, I'm not, it's like, it's a freeing feeling because like, even though, it's not like I travel enough to feel stuck in fucking California, which is an insane thing. There's a little piece of us that knows we're never going to go into space. We're never going to get past. We're never going to. How do you get off the map? 
You know what I mean? Like there's something in a human that wants to get off the fucking map where you end up in a place that hasn't been charted yet. And that's an experience that's gone, basically. Like, the, I mean, I imagine swaths of the Amazon perhaps or like someplace deep, deep in the Arctic, maybe in a cave or something. But it used to be people just didn't fucking know. You could go off the map and you had no idea. And I think that must have been the biggest rush to be on a ship and looking at the maps that you guys have. And you're like, fuck, dude, this is... We don't know where we're at here, man. Like this is unknown, uncharted terrain. So flat earth is a really, I'm not, I don't believe the earth is flat. I think it's more like a triangle shape, but the- I think I, it's a big dick. It's a giant- it's a cosmic dick. That would be we're the, looking at the head of the dick. And they just don't want us to know that because it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like the, the fucking earth looks like a big spinning dick. It's all CGI, bro shaped like a dick it's just a big blue and white fucking dick green yeah why do people want that we want we always want things to be weird right we want like the flat earth one is my favorite one because it just would could you imagine if they're right <laughs> can you imagine if they were right imagine if the whole planet thought the world was round and there's yeah. all this information that shows the world is round For thousands of years ago people were doing calculations or sticking sticks into the ground at equal distance and measuring them and trying to see if there's curvature yeah. and there there's, there's always been people that suspected the earth was round way before they could ever figure it out they were trying to say well the moon is round the sun is round yeah this is round huh yeah probably this is round yeah you know i mean she would kind of think well how big is this fucking thing and then if you get up high enough you can kind of see like wow if it's just really big i see like a very slight curvature like maybe i do am i is my mind fucking myself right and you just sat around and mind fucked yourself into thinking that it was all a scam yeah and that the world is actually flat and then gravity isn't real either everybody's wrong yeah except a guy on youtube it's exciting. It's, it's magnets that pull people into the earth. Dude, your life gets so exciting at that point. Because oh, yeah. now you're, you're, you feel danger. Yes. You're risking your fucking ass by getting out there because the nassholes are going to take you out, dude. dude. If the Clinton, Foundation, Clinton Foundation finds out about your, your theories yeah. about the earth being flat, you're fucked. they'll come get you. They're going to get you. So now you, live, now you get to live in maybe a not very happy world, but an exciting world because <laughs> you're seeing vans, you're seeing fucking, like, create. now this is, by the way, this is not to say that there isn't some massive, huge, unknown swath of reality that's sitting right in front of us at all times that's actively being hidden by the united states government and the military who has the technology that they finally detected the thing and they don't want us to know because they know if we know who the fuck knows what the reason is but they don't want us to know just yet i'm not saying that's not the case i'm just saying with flat earth in particular you're freaking me the fuck out man what do you know what do I know? What do you know? Man, the fucking problem is I can't talk about it yet. Oh my I stopped God. getting the check. They're like, you can't like, I mean, we'll tell you, but you can't, you can't completely reveal this it. This seems like one of the videos that would play before you like were first loading up Half-Life 10. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> this is a new new Half-Life. The government's hiding a dimension well, that I they mean, have access it, to. It did just come out What? that they picked up some kind of ufo like the government did release ufo video i always assume and this is captain skeptical over here i always assume if the government is ever saying that there's ufos or something really crazy like that it's to hide some shit they're doing in like guatemala 
It's like they don't want anybody to be paying attention to something weird they're doing. Well, just so see- they'll they'll just start talking about UFOs. Everybody's like, for real? Like a real spaceship? You got a video, man? I, I mean, it's it's a really huge question mark, which is. And, and there are people out there who like think who, who say they have answers to why they're just. I mean, right. this, this idea is there's a gradual dissemination of information that's happening because they're they're priming the pump, and then it splits into two versions. One of the versions of the stories is, fuck, if you want to dominate a planet, get them kind of like subconsciously, subliminally primed for the idea that, you know, I think there's some really advanced technology out there and there's there's aliens riding around in it. Jesus. And we've and we've made contact. We've made contact with the they call themselves the Galactic Council of Celestial Elders and they've been making contact with us for the last 50 years and they've been instructing us in how to not only reveal themselves to you but to to, to let the technology come out in a way that's not going to be completely catastrophic for our society they're peace loving wonderful beings but we've decided to follow their instructions to the t and so now they're ready to introduce themselves and then suddenly an alien is on tv and suddenly the government is using a completely made-up thing to try to dominate the planet by saying no it's aliens we found them when in fact it's project blue beam right that's mm. that's one of the ideas the other idea is all that shit's true they there's a thing that happens when a planet reaches a certain level of technological sophistication that it gets contacted by some kind of order council federation of sentient technological civilizations and they sort of begin to like walk the planet through phases of getting that shit out into the world in a way that isn't going to fuck up their planet and they know how to do it they have a system in place they don't come from the stars they're not something detectable by telescopes they're like in the dmt realm or they're like existing in some alternate dimension and technology is just one of the things that they uh use to communicate with us i've been toying around with this idea for a long time most of the time when i'm really high that ideas are a life form mm. that they're not it's not as simple as your creativity putting together some pieces that weren't there before i i think it's that but i think it's also you're tuning into something you're tuning into some weird like some of the ideas almost seem to write themselves and it could be because of the subconscious process of your mind but it also could because be because that these what what ideas are and what just the concept of thinking is it's it's essentially the seeds of creation right yeah. everything that's ever existed on earth that humans have invented and built came from a mind it came from thinking how right. do i put together this house yes. how do i put together this skyscraper how do yeah. i make a plane how do I make a TV? How do I make a this? How do I make a that? Like we're vessels for ideas. We're like sitting there with all these neurons firing yeah. and electricity going left and right and all these areas of our brains lighting up. It's catching ideas, you yeah, know? That's it. And when I'm super gone, especially on edibles, sometimes I feel like I'm in a river of ideas and I'm naked and I can't hold the fish. They're just flying yeah. by me. I'm like, Jesus, just yeah. trying to get these ideas. That's right. I, it almost feels like these are not my ideas. These are ideas that I'm working hard. I've put in the effort to go out and fish for these ideas.
Well, it's kind of like, imagine if there was a technology that could, like we send out these signals into space, um, satellites with, or, or with, with fucking records in them, but perhaps other civilizations are blasting the planet with ideas and, that are designed to be picked up by the scope of the human mind. Yeah. And so what you're doing is you're actually like popping into an alien frequency, which is filled with all these various ideas that are part of the cultivation of a planet to like try to get it to the point of like being able to make contact. And they, they're just seeding, seeding us with, with I, I mean, fuck, when you read like John Lilly and read about Tesla and read about a lot of the great inventions that have happened, the people who had the epiphanous moment, it wasn't like they were scrunching their fucking forehead. It was like the idea came to them in a vision. How many times do you hear over and over again, it came to me in a vision, a dream. Do you know that the very notion of science itself uh, came to supposedly like the birth of science came from a dream that Descartes had? Really? That, yeah, he had a, a dream that I forget exactly the term that he the way they use it. I'm sure it was deciphered too, right? Like what did he originally speak? What language? Descartes? Descartes speak. Fuck, I don't know, man. Like I think it was like classic nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but he was um he was out like at war. It was like campaigning. He was French. He's French. He was uh I, I believe it was like he was on a military campaign in the army or something along those lines and uh, he signed up for adventure to go uh, off into the military and during that time period he had a dream that something about to be able to harness nature it would be done in weights and measurements hmm. I forget exactly the term see if you can find the term the, that was essentially what people say this is really when you when you talk about the very birth of like the earliest you could trace back the idea of modern science like the ethics and the ideas the concepts of modern science well don't came you, from a dream don't it goes i mean before descartes we're dealing with like it gets really interesting because you're dealing with the alchemists like john d who were who were i mean john d was someone who was who's john d john d is this it, like, you know Jason Louv, you know who that is? No. He's an author. He just wrote this fucking badass book on John D. Who's this one of those people, kind of like Crowley, who had this huge impact on society, but we don't really know a lot. We, we Most people don't know who the fuck he was. Right. But you've heard of like uh, the Enochian tablets or like the Enochian angels. Basically, John D was like an alchemist who was working with Queen Elizabeth to try to turn lead into gold, which was a, you know, a big fucking pursuit back then, which is like, shit, if we could turn, if we can transmute metals into gold, it's like, I mean. Yeah, they all tried to do that, right? Was that yeah. when they f first started recognizing elements? Like, when did they first start recognizing elements? Um, I, I don't, I, I don't, probably that. It must be through alchemy, because they were like trying to break things down to their <laughs> fundamental, they're trying to break things down to like their fundamental components. How many movies are about that? Someone trying to make gold. Well, I mean, it's the it's one of the great pursuits. Yeah, and it's actually that's that there's a, it's what we're still doing. Only we're not trying to turn lead into gold. We're trying to turn lead into a thinking machine. That's what we're doing wow. now. Because better than turning matter into gold, if you can turn matter into a fucking thing that is thinking and sentient, then it can figure out how to turn lead into gold by its advanced ability to process data. And if you were an alien race. 
You would be concerned about nuclear weapons for sure, but you would really be concerned about artificial life. Sure. What do you What do you assholes about to hit the switch on? Yeah. Have you thought this this through? We're like those minions in Despicable Me, where we're yeah. just wrecking shit and eating nails. We're just trying things, sticking electrical sockets in our heads. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Can, can you imagine if beings in the DMT realm? Decided to start setting off nuclear explosions. I mean, maybe that's what mm. an earthquake is. Maybe when we have an earthquake, it's like a nuclear test in another dimension shaking our planet. Yeah, I said it. No, I don't <sighs> fucking believe it. I, <laughs> I can already hear the like <laughs> people being like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? June 8th, 1637, Descartes co codifies scientific method. Wow, interesting. He uh, outlines his rules for understanding the natural world through reason and skepticism, forming the foundation of the scientific method still in use today. There's a, a term that he had that he came up with, like, in a dream. See if you can find that, because there was, like, a phrase that he said, obviously translated from French. I, I, there's, I, the reason I, I, the Descartes fucking bugs me. I think therefore me. I am that one. No, it's not I think therefore I am. Okay. He, but that was obviously... An interesting one. He liked to do shit like, and I could be wrong about this, but I, I clearly remember reading about this. He was like, what do you call it? A mechanist? Or like he believed that animals were just machines, basically. And so, <laughs> so like he would like, and I, Jamie, if you could look this up so I don't get assuaged with people being like, that's a different person. But apparently he would do shit like hold a dog's beating heart in, its, in his hand while it died. Oh, my God. And he said things like, people who are afraid to kick dogs aren't really my students because they... No, look, look that up, Jamie, Are you please. sure that's not, like, propaganda? If there was, like, an Infowars.com back then, you'd be like, what's going on here? This is why I'm covering it with, like, I'm not... They're saying sure. he's out there kicking dogs. I think he was kicking dogs. I think Descartes liked what to What I just found is pretty rough. Maybe they all kicked dogs back then. In a nutshell, Frank philosopher René Descartes didn't believe animals had souls. To test his theory, he nailed his wife's dog to yeah. a board and chopped it open while the poor thing was still alive. Fun guy. Yeah. Fun guy. Creator of science was nailing dogs Ooh. to fucking boards. Where'd you read this? How do we know this is real? Uh, it's on fuckdecart.com. Knowledge nuts. Uh, knowledge nuts. I hope you really are knowledge nuts. <laughs> no, I'm nuts for knowledge. <laughs> I hope. I hope look, you're look not at that guy's face, nuts. dude. That guy definitely yeah. looks like he fucking nailed dogs to boards. Look at that fucking face. Mmm. Mm, look at it. Look at it squirm. The greatest minds are capable of the greatest vices as well as the greatest virtues. That's what he said after he cut open the cat. Dude, that, so that that's like, it's the father of science is also like, that's Jeffrey Dahmer level shit, too. Like, he was not... I think, I think people did a lot of that back then. Nailing dogs to boards? I just think the, I think the value of life was severely diminished. I think back then, the 1600s, people were dying left and right of everything. Yeah. You got a cold, dead. Break your leg, dead. Get gored by a bull, dead. Everything, dead. Oh, you got an infection, dead. Well, you got the flu, probably dead. But that's definitely in Europe. Like in India, I'm not saying in India it was like a utopian. Everyone was sweet to animals. But in Buddhism, it was still, it was like there was, it was a lot more compassionate. Like the that's true. Why do you think that happened? Why does like like Thailand and places that are Buddhist places generally? I mean, obviously there's violence everywhere, but generally more of a peaceful vibe, right? Like Buddhist nations and Buddhist kind, a little bit more. Obviously, flaws with everything. Yes. Anything involving people, you're going to have outliers. But over and all, like one of the things that my friend was telling me about Thailand, he was like, dude, there's no crime over there. 
He's like, you just go over there. He's like, everybody. It's like real easy, real easy to get along yeah. with everybody. It's like it's super safe. Nobody gets robbed. He yeah, goes, it's really rare. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's I. I don't understand why uh, that way of thinking emerged in the East and that connection with the self emerged in the East versus what happened in the West, which was basically a decimation of a previous religion, right. paganism, whatever you want to call yeah. it, earth-based religion, connection with life and nature. What's really interesting to me about that is that the DNA of paganism is still in the system. It's almost yeah. like we absorbed it. Yeah. Like, or I say we, I mean, Christians, you know, Christian nation. Well, look at the, we're a Christian nation. This is, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sure we've talked about this in the podcast, but it's something I marvel over all the time. I think about it a lot, which is the Catholic mass. It's when you look at the Catholic mass and you look at the New Testament, the Last Supper, and you look at, you realize like in the fucking synoptic gospels and in any of the gospels, there is nowhere that Jesus is saying, what you do is take a piece of bread and utter these prayers over it to create to, to create my flesh that then you eat it's not there the ritual isn't there and but but the interpretation of that has turned into what is called high magic it's called like it's a ceremonial magic where you're transforming bread into the flesh of a sacrificed god and people do that every fucking sunday and are like this is totally normal Magic? What are you talking about? I'm not into fucking magic. What I do is I eat the flesh of a god that was sacrificed by a father god so that my sins could be purified. That's not magic. When did that originate? The, when the sacrament? Well, I've read that it has something to do with, it goes back to Egypt, that, it, that it's some kind of high magic Egyptian it ritual. It a mushroom. Or as a mushroom. They probably had a big bag of mushrooms and everybody came up and they put it on your tongue and they said, good luck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is the flesh. See you on the other side. Well, I mean, they said, yeah, they said, um, you know, this is the flesh of God. Eat this to, and you'll remember who you truly are. And they gave you the this, this psychedelic and you took it and you merged back into the divine and realized your true identity mm. so that for the rest of the week you were able to hang out with people and not be a complete asshole because you know you share the same soul and that you're basically made of love as opposed to thinking that you and I are separate and that... Um, we're mostly sinful, evil things whose flesh is impure. I mean, that's another fucking sweet gift that came from um, fundamentalist Christianity is the concept that our bodies are evil. We can't be naked around each other even now. Like, you can't take your clothes off around people without seeming completely insane. You will get arrested. If you go outside in your fundamental body, that you were born into the universe with, you will get arrested. Like you can't walk around as you are. You have to cover it in clothes or it, you're considered to be a fucking pervert, pervert nudist. You're a psycho. So yeah, the, the fundamental vehicle that we our soul rides around in is considered profane to, 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 Dude, and it, like you see a fucking dick when you're like walking down the street, some dude decided <gasps> you're like, ah, oh, fuck. 
fuck, a dick. Meanwhile, you can see a dick accidentally at the bathroom, and it doesn't bother you. Doesn't bother you because in the bathroom, it's okay for a moment to to to, to, to profane the world with your fucking dick. So it's like that's the when you start really looking at all the the your, the traces of not just pagan culture but just insanity from a fundamentalist perspective of the universe that has its roots in what appears to be a misunderstanding of a really beautiful story, then it's like mind-boggling. Yeah, mind not just a misunderstanding, but probably a conscious misrepresentation of the original story that's molded to suit whoever's needs is in charge at the moment. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And people, dude, I'll tell you, man, Catholics... They feel guilty, like they should. Dude, I'm Catholic. You're feel, you still probably feel a little bit of probably the, a little bit, dude. I was. Gonna, I mean, I'm not Catholic really, but I was I went, when I was in first grade. I have this Alistair Crowley poster. I was going to bring the Eucharist. Seven. Oh, wow, one thousand seventy-nine. Yeah, yeah. That was the year. The year one thousand. That's a sounds. It's a weird sounding name. A uh, year rather. Mm -hmm. One thousand seventy-nine. It feels like I'm saying something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, 1,079. So this is way after Jesus. Yeah, almost a thousand years. Yeah, they started doing the magical ritual. And and so it's like to say that this is connected to Christianity is really, it's like, actually, no, it's Christianity is a song, and this is a dance people decided to do to it. But ah, to say, you know what I mean? To, right. to say that it's like, that, that it has anything to do with Jesus yeah. is is not true unless you're going to say that jesus transmitted the data after his death into some kind of mystic or seer who had the vision of this now i'm not knocking the fucking catholic mass i think it's beautiful but let's just admit what it is yeah. magic it's ritual magic you're doing ritual magic and you're doing something that's been going on for a very long time probably before 1079 that dude wasn't just like sitting around and like hey i got an idea Let's start saying prayer over the bread and the bread's going to turn into flesh. It was more like, hey, you know, we've been meeting, doing these rituals secretly. Why don't we just incorporate the story of Christianity into this ritual that we've been doing for a very long time to sort of um, purify ourselves by connecting to the universe and acknowledging the fact that existence itself is predicated on devouring the flesh of some other being not you know like we're always in the process of inhaling the universe exhaling the universe eating each other the universe is eating itself and so yeah. the mass is this ritualized version of like behold we're eating the flesh of god and everything we do and there's something really beautiful about that i mean there's no getting around life eats life even the various factions of of uh, people on the left and the right, and uh, people that are animal rights activists versus people that are butchers, you you're all eating something that's alive. I mean, you can make the distinction that the plants aren't suffering like the yeah. animals do, and that's why it's okay. Sure. And I I agree with you to, for the most part. It's probably a less extreme form of suffering. But it also might just be a completely misunderstood life form. Yeah. Like they're, well, they're finding out so much about plant communication. And I've read so many things about it that I hesitate to talk about it because I really want to have all my T's sliced and, you know, I's dotted because it's such a complex issue. But it appears that they communicate. It appears that there's almost like uh, that they're using the soil and the fungus in the soil and the mycelium. Yeah. They all have this weird 
ecosystem. It's not just like one plant by itself in the dirt. Yes. No, there's a network that they're right. connected to. The, the, Jamie, there's this thing. I've just this guy gave me this thing called a midi sprout, which is it picks up, I guess, the bioelectricity of plants or anything for that matter. But plants, I've, I've got it. You stick it on your plant. And it goes into like your whatever your music system is, and it translates it into MIDI, so you can turn 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 the electricity of your plant into music. What? Yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. What? Yeah. That sound is the sound that's coming from a tree. Well, it's the electricity of the tree being translated into MIDI, which is then being translated into sound. So it's it's a way to convert the data into music. It's like you're converting the bioelectricity into, it's not like that's the sound of a plant. It's not making celestial noises. That's just sending energy and creating MIDI, which is then being translated into the sound. So it's a way to observe the data. Instead of looking at it, I guess, on an oscilloscope or whatever you would look at that with, yeah. it's turning it into, into audio. So you can hear the pulsating kind of like rhythmic flow so, so that that's measuring electrical currents in the yeah, plant that's it so there's that much of a variation that it's like going up and down all the time like that yeah yeah it, it is i mean i don't know the the total math behind it but I've, I've got one on my um on a plan in my studio Here, here's my take on it the most potent psychedelic experience is dmt dmt exists in so many different plants it's in thousands of plants they have yeah. they have no idea why yeah, but it's in them, and if it wasn't for monoamines, monoamine oxidase, yeah, right, monoamine oxidase, uh, MAO, which is what MAO inhibitors are. If it wasn't for that, that we have this in our body, we would be tripping on salad. You'd be tripping on grass. Uh, you'd eat certain grasses. You'd be blasted off to the center of the universe. Fuck. You know, for some sheep, DMT is poison. Like they get a hold of, of plants that have DNP in, they fall over, stiff Whoa. as the legs, and the legs start bucking up in the air. That's like yeah. your canary in the coal mine. You take sheep out into the nature, and when they start dying, that's what you eat. I think it's Phalaris grass in particular. I think there's a type of grass. Jamie, see if you could find that grass that kills sheep. But it's a, a grass that's particularly rich. Yeah, Phalaris. Damn, how good's the memory on the kid, Look even though that. he's high? Phalaris staggers. <laughs> yeah. That uh, phalar induce phalaris staggers in chief portions of the lower brain as seen to be damaged and oddly enough tinted blue. <laughs> Their responsible agents are the alkaloids contained in the various phalane species. There are whispered rumors that can you? There are whispered fucking oh, rumors. That's a DMT website too. though. Uh, whispered rumors. He's goddamn hippie. Whispered. Have you looking heard? for science? <laughs> Not looking for whispy whispers. Whis whispered rumors. You fucking hippies. <laughs> Uh, the divine moment of truth. Is that the one that I'm in? There's one of those Spongle made one where they used a, a rant of me with Jim Brewer. That's cool. I was barbecued. I barely remember what I said. But as me and Brewer uh, were high on pot lollipops. Oh, Jesus. And they took that and took part of it and made it this really dope music. And with a video to it, I don't know if that's their video, if they made that video. Looks but whoever great. does, it looks oddly similar. Like a toned down, like a pencil drawing of what you see when you do DMT. Yeah, right? man. Yeah, it's a sound. That's beautiful. Yeah. Ah, the good old days, huh, Joe? Weren't those good the good old days. old days? Now we don't do it anymore, though, because it's illegal. Yeah, why would we? 
Well, it's illegal. There's no need. And also, once you've been there, it's not like you have to keep going back. Just yeah, once, once enough's totally enough. Enough's enough. enough. Well, I don't need these fucking aliens. It's you like, know what I need to do right now? Get a better accountant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's I'm right. These tax breaks are you know, when I'm not even uh, saying them. Uh -huh. not, there's some fucking great accountants in the DMT realm. That's when Ooh, I'll start doing it are, again. They're accountants of your consciousness. They look at you and go, no, no, no. <laughs> It's the best, yeah. That's do pretty. That to you? Did you get a, a finger waggle at you? Yeah. 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 Like, no, no, no. And it was uh, like when I had a wacky thought. Like I had a bad thought. A thought went away. Uh, and I was on the wrong page. It was like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love the. In different psychedelic states, I love how you witness how your consciousness is forming your reality in the most extreme way yeah not as though like you're producing matter with your thoughts or anything like that but you can watch this undulation or this flow going from when you're getting negative and dark uh and it's interesting how different psychedelics portray this phenomena but so like on acid you i i might see depending if i'm taking a high enough dose you start seeing like the faces and the in the stucco of your ceiling, you know, and it's like when you start getting really depressive or scared, then the faces start doing like Wah! like hissing at you, and they sink in, and they or even when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you the a similar things happens as you're just watching the way that your projection that's coming from the incessant flow of thoughts in your mind is reflecting on the reality itself and it's a constant like shifting of light that sometimes is like looking into the deepest layers of hell but then sometimes you see the most beautiful sweet incredible things because you're not being freaked out by the flow of thoughts in your mind that's the number one trick you know this is why now in my old age i really do understand why a, a good practice meditation chanting whatever it may be pairs so nicely with psychedelics because yeah. if you have one without the other well you're missing out but also you're you can really like go into some pretty terrifying places that you that don't resolve in the way that they could potentially if you are doing the work putting in the time before you take the psychedelic you know not to sound like an old fucking guy like oh you gotta do you know meditate and then take I'm, but it does help a lot well it, it's there's a weird way that we we want to dismiss it because it seems almost like a pompous thing to ever say you meditate or you encourage people to meditate yeah it's like the same as i, I always have a cringy thing when i tell people to do yoga like oh my god i'm gonna say this again but yeah. i really mean it like, I feel like yoga is one of the very best things that'll pair with uh, cannabis use and with psychedelics. Because sure. I think it, it alleviates a lot. You know, another thing that's really good is running. And I think both those things, they alleviate a certain amount of anxiety. And they create, uh, they, there's a blood flow through that. Yes. Like when you're like pumping hard up a hill yeah. and you're running, huffing and puffing and you make it and you check your pulse and you, you recover quick and you go and do another hill run. There's a, there's a stimulation of your body because it's being forced to work hard that's euphoric. And after it's over, your brain's flooded with all these Fuck. wonderful chemicals. You feel good. You feel friendly. And like I think that paired with psychedelic experiences, I think exercise is one of the most overlooked. So important. And it doesn't matter what style, like what you enjoy doing. 
but just got to get that blood going. You got to do something. That's Whether it. it's take a spin class or a yoga class or go for a good hike. Do something where you're fucking huffing and puffing and you're really getting in some work. You're really sweating and your body will just feel better. Well, this is what you just said exactly applies to meditation. And also, you're fucking right. The problem with even talking about it is you sound virtue signally yep. and pompous. and yep. it sounds, But, but, but and it's all, true. And when you hear Ramdas talk about meditation, he will say, I'm, don't meditate when you want to meditate. Like, don't, don't even, like, if it seems like something that appeals to you, give it a shot. But the, 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 the definition of it itself, what's funny is when you think about meditation, your mind will summon up something that you think meditation looks like. So right. you think, ah, oh, it means like sitting down on a cushion with some fucking candles, or it means like whatever it is that, that your mind summons up. And usually it's pretty austere and usually it's pretty requires like a temple or a space in your house or it's insane. An outfit. You, an outfit. outfit you need a robe. Exactly. Yeah. You need some kind of like shit that you're wearing. So there's um, right. Cause your mind is trying to push it off. It's trying to like your mind it, it is, is one of its functions. It seems to like not want you to sit still for a moment and watch. But what you just said about exercising is true for meditation. It's like, there's so many different versions of it. And I would argue running is a meditation. Working out is a meditation. Yeah. And that to think that it's, there's a separation there, there really isn't. No, I don't think there is either. I always just said that about martial arts, that I believe that martial arts were a moving form of meditation. But that doesn't mean like stationary meditation isn't different and give you uh, a, another very valuable thing and a different, right. a different valuable thing. That's right. Yeah. Well, it gives you the ability to – I was just reading – there's a great book I'm reading by Pima Chodron called The Wisdom of No Escape. And uh, she talks about how when people start meditating, they think, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to be a better person. And she said, that's actually an aggression against the self that you are right now to be like, Ooh, yeah, it's that's a, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that you're actually being like aggressive to your own self. She said, meditation is not so that we become a better person. It's so that we're able to be who we are in the moment fully oh. and to begin to experience fully what it is that's happening inside of us. Because for a lot of people, What's going down is that there is a dude. This reminds me. Of what, I just watched the Texas fucking Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> it's probably like the sixteenth time I've seen it, but like I watched it and like man, I I had a, some a um, very strong mentee and like I was watching it and was like, oh my god, this is fucking unbearable. Like I can't deal with it. I'm gonna go crazy watching this fucking thing. Like the woman who by the end is all bug-eyed and covered in blood and like she's lost her mind because these Texas fucking cannibals have like driven her insane. I'm feeling like that. But then I realized like, oh my God, that woman running from Leatherface and the whole family freaking out and screaming, how many people are secretly that woman inside of themselves constantly running in terror from parts of themselves that they can't deal with or acknowledge or look at. Mm. And so, so meditation is kind of like going into yourself to that creepy fucking ranch house in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in your heart and then exploring the places that you don't want to go into. Cleaning them up. You know what, man? It's, it's, it's feeling them. It's mm. instead of cleaning or fixing or repairing, it's going in there and feeling the whatever it is. For a lot of people, it's just grief, 
pain, sorrow, regret. Regret. You know, yeah. and it's going in there not being like, I'm going to fix what I fucked up seven years ago because this is not time travel. But what I'm going to do is for 10 minutes, five minutes, I'm going to let myself feel this thing that I've been trying not to feel by distracting myself with an incessant flow of thoughts. Right. And yeah. that, that is that is when you start lightening up a little bit because really all you got to do is feel is that i think the maps people say feeling is healing have you ever heard that no but i think i have but i think it was like a kid show that's a great kid show <laughs> <laughs> kids shows say some good shit sometimes, Fuck yeah man. they do man some of them are on the ball yeah yeah you know there's some kids movies that are oddly psychedelic Dude, are you kidding? Like, kids are psychedelic. Like, yeah. to to appeal to a, a child, it's like you do right. have to create some crazy shit. You know, <laughs> like, I, what kid show isn't? Find me a kid show that isn't the most psychedelic thing, including Mister Rogers. Like, Mister Rogers is like that's some trippy shit going down there, man. Well, trippy. It's funny that you bring up Mr. Rogers, because here's one of, the, one of the things that I was going to say when we were talking about gun control and violence and all the different issues in this world. What one thing that we don't concentrate on is promoting being nicer. Yeah. Like no, no government official does that. Presidents don't do that. Yeah. They don't get on TV. They sort of say it. We need to work together. But they don't, they don't ever say, folks... We just got to figure out how to be nice to yeah, each other. That's right. Like, we're not in conflict anymore, but we're designed for conflict. And here's how you get rid of that. Go f get a fucking heavy bag. Go run hills. Go to yoga class. Yeah. Eat better. Stop drinking so much coffee or alcohol yeah. or sugar, whatever your, your vice is that's fucking with your body. Yeah. Get, get your body in order and get your mind in order and just be nicer to each other. Yeah. That would fix almost everything. If people just overall decided, you know what, male, female, whatever the fuck, whoever you're talking to, just, just, let's just be nicer to each other. Yeah. Let's just everybody do this. Can we all just work on this? No one's saying work on this. Like, there's no government officials. There's no big State of the Union address and go, ladies and gentlemen, our problems that we have with each other are ridiculous. We're family here. Yeah. We're brothers and sisters. Yes. And we're all immigrants. Every single one of us is an immigrant. Yeah. I'm not saying we should let everybody in, but whoever's here, you made it, bitch. You made it. As long as you're not a goddamn criminal, you made it. Whoa, but it's sucking off the tax dollars and <laughs> yeah. get taxes from them. Also, don't forget we're all immigrants coming from infinity, yeah. too. Exactly. We're all immigrants who've come into this dimension and have complete amnesia as to what was going on for the last right. 13 Pop out of a vagina. Point. Yeah. All of a sudden you're American? Yeah, yeah. That's it. So we're all immigrants. And, and, and I, Did you hear about this? I got, I'm sorry to interrupt no. you, but I have to tell you this. Did you hear about this Canadian couple? There's a gay couple that uh, had twins, and they did it through a surrogate. And they they mixed up their jizz so that no one knew which you know whose jizz was whose. Well, one guy's an American citizen and oh, yeah. one guy's not. Yeah. So the kids were born, and they did a DNA test on the kids because they wanted to find out whether or not one of those kids was a dirty Canadian. Yeah. Turns out one of them is. Yeah. Trying to sneak over our borders at yeah. one day old. Fuck off. Yeah. So they sent that little fucking terrorist back to Canada. Yeah. Gay couple married in Canada sues U.S. government for denying citizen to, to the child. Hey, assholes, let these fucking people come back. Jesus Christ. But you got to understand, man, like 
people like Jeff Sessions see a picture like that, yeah. and they feel like they're looking at somebody taking a dump on a crucifix. Like for a lot of these mm. people, they can't handle the idea of gay people having kids. It's not like they're worried about citizenship. It's like a lot of these gnarled fucks who are running things. They're terrified of gay people. Yeah, you know that's it's. I'm sure that whoever made that decision, it wasn't anything to do with like, oh, this is citizenship laws. It was like, hey, man, we're not going to have this futuristic shit where we're doing some kind of jizz co combos here we're not doing jizz combos in my I country think they just use like one of those little uh paintbrush those, those things you stir with you know like if you want to make a, a butter coffee hit a little blender <laughs> You, you know mean a little, whisk, an electric whisk, yeah, an electric like you whisk. use for batter? That's what they do. They they jizz into like a <laughs> mixing jug. <laughs> no, they use a fucking, they use like smoothie machines, man. They just Are you sure? Positive. A buddy of mine was telling me today about, um, uh, he was in Berlin, and when he went to this, there's this club, and they had three different floors of this club. Like one floor was like a hardcore, like punk yeah. scene or, you know, electronic scene or something like that. And then below it was a hardcore gay club. I heard of this club. And this hardcore gay club, they would have shit night where they would shit in the tubware and seal it up and bring it in there. They would jizz all over the stage and they would dive on the jizz like a slip and slide and slide around on each other's jizz. They'd piss on each other. And this is just... Well, I, wait, I, I get the jizz and the piss. Do you? But help me understand the <laughs> shit, the Tupperware shit thing. Like the problem is, I opened up with the Tupperware shit. I went too hard off the gate. I should have, I should have dialed. I should was, I should have started with jizz on the deck. Yeah. And then they slip and slide. Then work their way up to pissing on each other. Yeah. And then these crazy motherfuckers started bringing in shit. That's but what I should have done. I did, but what I don't understand is like they're like the the slip and slide. Slide. It's like yeah, you know, it's you like it? a fucking fun night. You're like enjoying yeah. like some sure. physical fun with your pals. But like. Why are you bringing in like shit and Tupperware? Like, what's the? They like smelling shit. They like smelling each other's shit. So you just like, hey, take a whiff of this great shit I had the other day. Well, do you know how some guys like the smell of their woman's vagina? They want to get in there and smell it. Yeah. You know, I wonder how much that is connected because that's where you put your dick. I wonder if you put your dick in butts all the time, you'd be like, I want to smell your shit. Mm. Oh, like it's associated with like it. it reminds you of fucking yeah. or something. Mike, this is what I want you to do. I want you to shit in a Tupperware and bring it over. Are you serious? I want you to shit in that thing and bring it over and don't wipe your ass. Tupperware? Like, why not foil? Mm. Who knows, man? I mean, you'd have to be really fucked up to want to smell someone's shit that bad. Yeah. Like smell each other's shit. Maybe it's just like a naughty thing. Like, we're being naughty. Smell my shit. Yeah, or I'm transporting shit. Like, you're like, I'm... I'm, I'm bringing shit somewhere like i'm bringing a lunch to this place it's, <laughs> by the way i've heard of this club man my friend was telling me about this club. i don't know if it's the same club i think it is so i've been hearing all this shit about how badass berlin is man that it's just like crazy over there and that this one club my friend was telling me she went to everyone stands in line there's no vips Everyone stands in line. Like part of the experience of the thing is you stand in line for like a long time and there's one bouncer He's giant. He's like this giant, scary German guy. I think he's got like a glass eye or oh, something. Jesus. And he scans you. So you stand in front of him and he he looks at you and like does some kind of soul scan. And if he decides you're ready to experience 
the psychic effects of witnessing dudes sliding through cum. Because, <laughs> you know, for some people, because it's not as though he's trying to like, he's obviously trying to keep it cool in there. Right. But he's also trying to keep people from losing their minds. Because right. like the one wrong person goes into the sub basement and sees a bunch of people huffing Tupperware shit and doing like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, sli and sliding through jizz. You know, that could be, oh. that could push you over the line. That could lead you straight to fucking mail bomb land. You could just yeah. end up in a cabin building devices of destruction. That's probably what happened to Kaczynski. If you took any of the people from the Trumpy Bear commercial and put them in that gay club while those guys are smelling each other's shit and Tupperwares and jizzing on the floor and pissing on each other, if they just wandered into there accidentally... They'd all start fucking. Probably. Have you seen that video? The Trumpy Bear no. video? I put it on my Instagram last night. I was watching TV and this fucking thing came on and it's like a Tim and Eric sketch. It what is it? It's, it like does, a it's a real commercial for a real stuffed animal. Look at this. The Trumpy Bear. No, no, you got to see the video, though. Can you play the video? Oh, just go to my Instagram. Wow, that's I put, cool. I put the video up on my Instagram. Oh, that's it in the upper corner. Make that larger. And give me some volume. It's Listen just to this two shit. payments. Listen to this. The Great American Grizzly. Introducing the original Trumpy Bear. This is real. The fearless, super plush American Grizzly. Now, tell me this doesn't Trumpy seem like a Tim and Eric sketch. Watch, watch how this goes on. Flag day. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the American flag free blanket. <laughs> then wrap yourself in the red, white, and blue for comfort and warmth. That's, I'm Show getting one of these. It gets crazier. Watch. On flag day and on any American holiday. God bless America and God, God bless Trumpy Bear. Trumpy Bear sits proudly Wait, at the front of the motorcycle for all the world to see and loves to cruise with his brother. I'm a former Marine, and I'm Fuck proud yeah. to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. Fuck yeah. Once a Marine, always a Marine. This Everyone is a goddamn Trumpy Tim and Bear Eric sketch. Look at this. When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear. <laughs> Trumpy Bear can pop up anywhere. Simply style his trademark hair and place him in his favorite chair. Even I love the it. toughest guys will love Trumpy Bear. Even the toughest when guys will love great, Trumpy Bear. Business is great. When business is great, I am great. I love you, Trumpy Bear. I am an Fuck army yeah. veteran. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Order the super <laughs> Wait, hold on. Trumpy that Bear. guy, hold on, hold on. This is fake. Did you see that guy's name is Waraholic? That's Frank. Back up. That's Frank Warholic, like an alcoholic for war. Go back. Frank Corporal Warholic. Frank Warholic. That's a gag. This thing's a gag, dude. That's but it's a, on the radio, or it's on TV, rather. It's kind of a gag. I looked it up after last night. It is for sale. It is a real product. It's a real so product. So, yeah. but so this is. It's a, a comedy gag. sketch. Yeah. I, I kind of knew like it had both, to be. Yeah. There's no way it could be that bad. Yeah. Oh it's my god! Great. You know what it is? They've made a comedy sketch that's comedy for people like anybody who's paying attention, but for people so dumb that they don't realize it's a comedy sketch, and they, they think the way the people in the video think, yeah. it's like a honeypot for dum-dums. Yeah, it's brilliant, because on one level, it's like a really funny sketch. On the other level, it's just like people are like, God damn, I've always wanted a Trumpy bear. So they make this bear, they sell this bear, they pretend that they're all patriotic, and they just made the dumb, of course it is. What's wrong with me? I am the storm. Of course it's fake. It's I, pretty I subtle. Believed, but this is the world we're living in right now. I believed it was real. Because it is a real product, but when the lady pulled out her flag, I got a little suspicious. And then the other guy says, once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm like, this is a Tim and Eric sketch. It's pretty subtle, man. Like, I, like it definitely, I've seen commercials that shitty for sure. 
Trumpy Bear official. There he is. Once Marine, always Marine. Look at my boot. It's dirty because I work. What do you hey? What do you think? You know we're, we 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 make really <laughs> shitty predictions whenever I come on your show about what's going to happen usually. But what do you think is going to happen with Mueller and Trump? I have zero idea. I'm fascinated by the whole process. I'm fascinated by his disdain for the intelligence community. That, to me, seems to be like one of the craziest things a president's ever done. It's like literally have beef with the FBI to the point where the FBI foils a terrorist attack in San Francisco and the president doesn't even mention it on TV, doesn't praise them, doesn't make a big deal about how good our government is that we've been able to stop these terrorists and this is one of the yeah. reasons why i wanted to build this wall in the first place and tighten up illegal immigration yeah. this is an opportunity to prove his point and he doesn't talk about it because he's he's got a beef he's got beef with the fbi dude do you remember when that fbi agent came to your show do you remember that when yeah. that happened yeah that was one of the weirdest that was like really weird for why me, was it man. weird because the dude, like the way he did it, was perfect. Because he got like it made my heart leap. Because he's like <laughs> he like he like he had his hand on my arm in like a cop style. You know what I mean? Like, right. and then he like lifted his his shirt up to show his FBI badge, and I'm like, well, I don't know exactly what it was, but I mean, I could probably imagine a few things you might be arresting me for. <laughs> But then he was like, then he was like really cool. And he's like, listens to your podcast. And he's like, you know, he's like, he was just being really awesome. Listen, and man, you need those people. And everybody doesn't think they need those people. You have an unrealistic view of the world. You need sheepdog. You need them. You need people to watch the criminals. You need to people to be able to solve crimes. You need people to be able to stop terrorist attacks like they did in San Francisco. You need them. Right. Everybody thinks that they don't need him. Look, I wish we didn't need him. I wish we had a perfect relationship with all the other nations and everybody just decided to work together for the survival of the species as a whole. And we weren't so concentrating on uh, owning resources, taking over governments and controlling parts of the world that have, you know, things that we're trying to steal or get or buy. But it is. So as long as it is. You're going to need the FBI, you're going to need intelligence community, you're going to need the Army, you're going to need the Navy, you're going to need the Marines, you're going to need the Air Force. But don't the FBI, they, pol they police the police, like the yeah. FBI or the police is to. police. And, that's, and there's a checks and balance system that's been proven to, now I don't agree with this, uh, because I think this is a crazy reason to fire a guy, especially a guy who's a war hero, but General Petraeus, he, his whole thing, he got busted because the FBI was looking into something. The FBI was looking into something and got the head of the CIA in trouble. So they go after each other. Wow. So there's kind of a competitive thing, Fucking apparently. weird. Yeah, sometimes they don't get along. Sometimes the CIA and the FBI, they don't see eye to eye on certain things. But this one was a weird one because it was about an affair. It's like of all the shit that he did bad, like he had an affair? Like this guy's out there right. smashing worlds. With these, what yeah. is the mother of all bombs? What the, what the fuck? He that, didn't launch that one. That was p after his time. But they, they launched all kinds of crazy bombs over there. Right. I mean, they're just shooting drones totally and fine. missiles. That's all good. But I heard you put your penis inside the wrong person. Dude. That's Did she let you? It's crazy. Oh, we're going to investigate where your penis has been, you yeah. dirty, dirty boy. In between killing strangers, you're out there putting your penis <laughs> in the wrong person. 
we can take all the accidental drone deaths you got for yeah, us. But what right. we can't take is you shooting your dirty, dirty semen inside another woman. You will only express love for one woman in this one. world. That's it. You can only feel love for one person at a time, and you're definitely not going to put that general cock in anyone else but Lydia Petraeus, your wife. You swore an oath, sir! <laughs> So fucked An oath up. of affection! So fucked up. It's so sad. It's so stupid. It's scary. Like, what? The guy didn't want to fuck his wife anymore. That, that's a problem between them. Yeah. This has nothing to do with us. Nothing. Is he still a good general? Nothing. Yeah. It's terrifying. I mean, that's really where we enter into the land of absurdity. Because well, this is where it got really absurd. Like, you know, people that think that there's some grand scheme to protect people and protect generals... Uh, Dude, there's video of him when he was walking from City College in New York where he was teaching, and he'd have to walk down the street to where he was going, and the students were surrounding him, screaming at him, calling him a war criminal. And they did it wow. constantly. He was teaching there. Wow. And they would follow him from, and, he, and they're filming him. So the guys with the cameras are filming him, and then people around him are like, fuck you, wow. fuck you. And he's, he's on his own, dude. He's helpless. Wow. If somebody just, if they just jump him. They just jump them. No one's stopping them. I thought people like that had like yeah. eternal guards or something. Nope. Turns out, nope. Turns out, nope. No shit. Dude, they cast that guy aside. I mean, I don't know if they've rectified the situation after that day, but that wow. day he is by himself. Look at this. Turn it up. Give me some volume on this. It's crazy. This is crazy. You will. You have blood all over you. I can smell you. Hey, this hyperbole is not necessary. Holy shit. It's crazy to imagine that guy sexting. Sex the fuck out of some lady. Ooh, yeah. Like a missile. Send it at home. Here's a bunker buster. I bet when he comes, he whispers in her ear. Boom. 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 And he curls up. Boom. Uh, boom. Fuck, okay. man. Let her see. Boom. Boom. Yeah. So they what do you that, think? But they left that guy alone. That's what's interesting, man. You would think that the, the amount of influence that that guy had, the, the, I mean, that guy was one of the top generals, if not the top general in the country, right? Wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he was a huge war hero. There's been two instances of shit like that happening where um, the other one was the Michael Hastings one. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. This is a fascinating one if you really want to fire up your conspiracy theory yeah, I hat. Do. Really want to turn that bitch to nine. Yeah. Michael Hastings was a journalist who uh, was embedded. I believe it was in Iraq. It might have been in Afghanistan. But he was uh, embedded in the Middle East somewhere. And uh, something happened. Oh, that volcano erupted. Remember when that volcano erupted and they, they canceled all air flight yes. for a long time? Sure. He was trapped over there with that, and they got way too comfortable with him. And so they started talking around this journalist the way they always oh, talk. And, they, and he was joking around about Obama and making fun of Obama. And they, they said a bunch of shit they probably shouldn't have said, but that's just what fucking soldiers say when they're over there risking their goddamn sure. lives for something they probably don't even understand. You would want them to believe this is all for a good cause. Right. You would want them to believe everything that their general tells them. Sure. And if they got to fucking crack some jokes at the president's expense to alleviate a little stress Why while not? we're out there killing strangers. Yeah. No. Un, un, intolerable. Intolerable! You were mocking the leader of the free world while you're out there killing strangers. 
you can't do that. Wow. So they made this guy resign. So here's where it gets crazy. Michael Hastings starts telling everybody, look, my life is in danger. He's like, people are threatening my life on a daily basis. If anything happens to me, I did not commit suicide. Cut to him driving down, I think it was sunset, yeah. car going uncontrollably fast, slamming into a tree, the car exploding, the engine flying from the car. Yeah. He's dead as fuck. They find amphetamines in his system, but that's Adderall, because that's what all journalists sure. are on. They're all on Adderall. Right. So they try to say, oh, the guy was on methamphetamines when he drove into a tree. Case Classic. solved. Classic. Good job, Dick Tracy. Yeah. Let's just forget about it. We connected the dots. It was quite easy. Meanwhile, there's people that have said with absolute certainty that with today's cars, it is incredibly sure. possible, absolutely credibly possible to control the car from a remote place and make the car do what you want to. Dude, definitely. 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 But we... I mean, this is, I love this line of this direction we're going in here, man, because you, you, it's great because it's like this to me where it gets really, remember that thing that people would always say, the government is always, what is it? Five years ahead, seven years ahead. Remember it. I have a tattoo in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did Come you get on, it bro. at that club in Berlin? You got to know the government's ahead, bro. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. All yeah. that money that they have. So where, where it gets really interesting is when you start thinking about what that means in relation to like computer intelligence and AI and you, you start realizing like, man, whatever the shit is that they have access to at this point compared to what we think they have access to is so powerful right. and so dangerous that anybody who they want to take out, anybody they want to take out they can take out. That's a problem. It's a problem. That's a problem having anybody have that much power. Well, I Especially mean, over the rest of us. It's bad for them. You know, and Kennedy talked about this when he was in office. He talked about secret societies and, and keeping secrets from people. And it's just generally, it's a bad idea across the board for humans. It's just bad for our human nature. And to, for groups to have ultimate power of surveillance, who just look into your life, it's I mean Edward Snowden proved it. It's it's obviously it's too easy. It's too easy for people that work there to check on their ex-girlfriends, see what the fuck that bitches up on do, do, do you think there's secret societies out there that we're not really aware of? Well, if there's secret societies that we're aware of, that's because someone along the line opened their fucking trap. Sure. And they let us know about a secret society. That's how we yeah. found out about Skull and Bones. Right. Well, one of those pussies told their mom. Yeah. You know? Mom, they made me suck a dick and they filmed it. Now, yeah. I, now I'm in the order. Isn't it like a glass coffin? It's like glass you, dick. You a, suck a glass you dick? You suck a glass dick. I thought, no way. I thought no. you lay in a glass coffin. And they jizz on you? And they jizz on the glass. Like you're laying down. Oh. And you're looking up through a glass coffin and it's raining jizz. What if you did that to a guy and he becomes uncontrollably hard and just shoots in his pants? Well, I think you're naked in the glass coffin. Oh, okay. I don't know if they like put you in funeral garb or whatever, but my guess is like, I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to, I prefer to be naked. <laughs> if you're going to fucking splatter jizz all over this fucking thing. I want you to be weirded out looking at my dick. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go for it, man. Yeah, I'm going to lay down face first. You just stare at my hairy ass. I'll try to come on the coffin from inside while you come on it from the outside. <laughs> while singing yeah. ABBA songs. But, but do you ever like, I, I love thinking about this stuff because I do think that there is 
probably, and this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit before, where the maps don't work anymore. Right. I think a lot of people like to live in a place where there's maps and they imagine that's all there is. But I'm pretty sure that there are sectors of society that you just never see and you never will see because they have around them this impermeable wall of wealth. Like you're not going to get in there. Like mm. places that have membership fees that are like $600,000 a year. Like, yeah, I know a guy who lives in one of those uh, gated communities that has a golf course and the golf course costs a quarter million dollars a year. That, because that creates this wall where most people can't get into. And then also- That's crazy. People are living in compounds. People are living in massive compounds that have entire teams of servants. Like, dude, there's people who have eight nannies for their baby. Did you know that? There's people who have- That's because they're poor and they can't afford 15 like a normal family. <laughs> 15 <laughs> nannies. <laughs> you got all the different languages covered, the different styles. You could have gay nannies, straight nannies. See yeah. what the kid likes. But that's, when you think about that, that there are these enclaves of wealth right. that are compounds surrounded by not just like financial walls, but literal walls with armed guards standing around the walls. And inside these compounds are communities of, of as a servant class. There are communities of servants that are having to serve these wealth, hyper wealthy people. That's a king and a queen. Mm. It's a feudal compound right. that's being separated from the rest of the world. And at the with, very least a duke and a duchess. It's a duke and a duchess. But I mean, the, it's basically the no different. It's it's the same fucking thing because a lot of the people working in there are uh, illegals. So they don't even have recourse to normal laws and stuff like that. Right. And so what ends up happening in these compounds is there's people who are untraceable who live in there. And that is when you end up in a fucking spacesuit sitting in a goddamn Tesla going to fucking Mars because you could easily just put one of your fucking, you could put a disgraced nanny in that fucking thing. You know when they're really gangster? When they have white nannies. Right. Pretty white nannies. Pretty white nanny. The, the, the wife has to sit around like there's someone who's always at check. Always at check. Near yeah. your husband. Not quite checkmate. Always at check. Yeah. Keep moving it around. Check. Yeah. Oh, she conveniently dropped her keys in front of Luther. Yeah. Look at her pick them up, that dirty bitch. God, fucking She's crazy. Her ass up in the air while she picks up the keys. Monogamy's so dumb. I can't believe I left these keys here. Let Luther fuck the nanny. <sighs> Just let the nanny likes. No, 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 likes no, 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 Because then they might kill the wife. Wife knows too much. Let the wife join in. She, know, she knows about the offshore accounts. What do you have to offer? She knows about the, the taxes. Dude, she knows, she knows more than that. Taxes. She knows more than that because because what ends up happening in these compounds is you do start knowing things mm. and you start knowing real things. Real shit. Yeah, you start getting the real downloads about like what's actually happening because these little fucking compounds, they're all all those people are connected to each other. Yeah. They send each other Christmas cards. Yeah. And, and and they go to each other's parties and stuff and like they talk and they have yeah. and they know stuff, man. You see the way Luther looked at the nanny? Come yeah. on, bro. Well everyone Come like, on, bro. She dropped her keys? <laughs> You really think she dropped her keys? Did you see that? I did see it. I heard. I heard. Yeah, I was there. She dropped her keys on purpose and stuck her ass right up in the air. He's getting a divorce. We got to be yeah. careful here, folks. Yeah. We got to keep this family together. Well, these people sign like non-disclosures, like huge non-disclosure agreements. So like there's like they're wrapped up in a veil of secrecy anyway. But no, that's not what you have to worry about. What you have to worry about is Harvey Keitel from Pulp Fiction. That's what you have to worry about. 
Yeah. You got to worry about someone making a phone <laughs> no, call. Dude. And some guy who works, some fucking Ray Donovan in real life guy who works for rich people. Yeah. Who can make a lot of money. So imagine if you're friends with a billionaire. And this billionaire is, uh, he's in a situation. Yeah. You know, this is fucking guy. He's just... You know, he's got pictures of my wife, and yeah, and you know, he's, he's trying to he's trying to get some money out of me, man. I don't know what to do. Well, sir, we can make this disappear for yeah. a tidy sum of two hundred thousand dollars. Done, done, done. And then all of a sudden, that guy just isn't around anymore. Yeah, or the guy just gets picked off, and and whoever yeah. like would investigate it gets paid off, and then it's like nothing happens. That's... Or he just disappears. They just t take him into the middle of the ocean. Well, didn't wasn't there just this billionaire Canadian couple that yep. got executed? Yep, executed in their house. Yeah, it's like shit like that. And just they were part of some some sketchy deal. What were they connected to? Was it the Clinton Foundation? Was it Jesus fucking Christ? Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, Joe, with you and your conspiracy theories about the Clintons, yeah. it's all coincidence yeah. after coincidence after coincidence. Sure. Yeah. You know, oh, did you bring up Seth Rich again? Let it go. Let it go. No suspects. Shot in the back in front of his house, four in the morning. No robbery. Wallet remains. Phone remains. Watch remains. Private investigator. And he's the guy who gave up all the DNC leaked emails. He gave them up to WikiLeaks. No, just coincidence. Yeah, just nothing. coincidence. He, he, he gave up the linked emails that show that the Clinton campaign absolutely worked their fucking black magic to get Bernie Sanders knocked out. No, cut it out. No, stop, 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 stop. Dude, how about hunting, man? <laughs> Put up that video again. Put up that picture again. Did he show me? Murdered Canadian billionaire couple, Barry and Honey Sherman. Several people murdered them, it says. Several. Wow. Wow. Crazy, That's man. crazy. They got whacked. Hey, they fucked up. They fucked up. Did they? What did they do? Didn't have a big enough army around them. They didn't have the army. You're going to act like a duke and a duchess, and you're going to hang out with assassins? Tried to save money on security. You know, if I was running a security team, mm -hmm. I'd show them. I'd be like, take a look at these guys. They tried to save money on their security team. Yeah, right. Okay, it says uh, dangling. real to discover their bodies dangling from a railing near their basement swimming pool. I like that it says suspicious. Like, oh, yeah, this seems a little suspicious. These billionaires are just hanging here. Looks like they were uh, strangled. And they, di they died from a form of strangulation called ligature neck compression. That means somebody wrapped a rope around their neck and choked them to death. A garrot. That is, that is a personal way to kill someone. That's yeah. very personal. Yeah. That's intense shit, man. And these are old people, 70, 75 years old. If you Google that, it is not pretty pictures that you get back. I don't oh, want to people's faces. Fuck that. Like it's your neck compressed. Not them, oh, but like yeah. just whatever comes oh, up on Google. Yeah, images. man. You don't want that. Don't want that to happen to you. See, this is the this is why it, I think it would be scary, like to be friends with a billionaire. It's like it, it would be scary to be friends with someone way up at the upper ups, because like you almost don't want that level of access. Like it's almost like, look, man, you guys fucking do whatever you're doing up in your compounds. Drink from the iron skull. Come on the fucking <laughs> coffins. Open the portals. Pull out the squids. I'm enjoying my life down here. I really don't want to know. Like, I, I, I would prefer to, like, to just speculate. Well, here's the thing, man. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, please, go ahead. It, there's levels to everything, right? There's, there's levels to the weirdness that's involved in immigrant communities that all keep the same language. They all stay together. They huddle up together. They right. put their signs in their same language. Yeah. And then it becomes, like, a Koreatown or a Chinatown. They all just huddle in that area and stay in that area. There's weirdness to that. There's weirdness to billionaires doing getting together. We're all just gonna do billionaire shit together. 
Yeah. We're all going to hang out together in these special clubs with those yeah. those leather chairs those with the buttons on them. You know those leather chairs? They're like smushy. They have like the yeah. puffy and then the buttons and then there's little buttons all over them. It's a high-backed leather chair. Yeah. And you sit there and perhaps there's a little uh, nightstand right next to you with a, a cigar ashtray. Yeah. And you're like tap that little cigar ashtray and sit there. And they bring over cognac and you sift cognac like a yeah. gentleman and you talk about where you're hiding your money. You talk about, uh, you know, how you got rid of the syphilis before the wife found out. You talk about uh, how you're, uh, you're helping Trump get into position to make sure that you could drill in Africa or wherever the fuck you're going to do it. That's, this is what they do. They get together. They, how the fuck, who else is going to know what they're talking about? Right. And you have to hang out with other and, billionaires. And it's fucking generational. And some of them start going crazy like that cock, yeah. that cock boy. Cock the, boy? You know, the cock boy is making those dumb shirts. Have you seen that fucking... Have you seen this shit? No. Oh, dude. Oh, you got to see this. This is cock like... boy? This is the... K-O-C-H. This is the progeny. This is like the demonic antichrist progeny of like... Oh, the Coke uh, brothers. The co Oh, yeah. Co it's Coke, not cock. The cock boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the fucking cock boy. Dude, this is like... This is the end. This is what the Antichrist looks like. Everybody thinks the Antichrist is going to be smart and, and, and like and like nefarious and focused like Demian. No, dude. He's going to like make fashion shirts. Like, look at this shit. Let me see what we got here. Billionaire heir Wyatt Coke makes shirts about money. I drank blood this morning. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, the shirts are about money. Can you can I see those pictures again? That looks like pink handcuffs with keys. How is that about money? Because that's what I pay for. Pay to be handcuffed. Are you, you are you allowed to show these videos of him like dancing around in his shirts and no. shit? No. It's actually been removed. It's unavailable. Somebody got it. Dude, it's the weirdest fucking shit everywhere. It's he brings his whimsical ideas to life with his retina blasting shirt brand. <laughs> Wyatt Ingram. So Wyatt Ingram is his shirt brand? Yeah, but you got to look up an interview with him because he says shit like, Daddy told me I could do whatever I want. And I am. Look at his chick. Woo! Is that his girl? Pick that bigger. God damn, I approve. <laughs> I approve. I'm on his side. If a guy who looks like that can get a girl who looks like that, you go, boy. What am I, a man hater? Huh? Am I one of these asshole men that no. shoot other men down i'm not no i'm not I see either that guy he didn't even bother he didn't think once about losing weight I, Fuck listen, you. I, i'm not either i'm just using weight look I, at my zeros i'm just using that as an example of the progeny of billionaires like these people are like this is like something that this shit's spilling out of the mansions man like look at this says here bless this oafish coke air and his hideous shirts He's a flamboyant guy, and now we're talking about him. Good for you, sir. I'm sorry, Coke. He's smart. He's, he looks like the guy who sold the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Remember the dude? What's his name? The guy? Newman? Newman, yeah. Newman. He looks Wayne like Knight. Newman, and he, he's banging a 10. I mean, get the fuck out of he here. He also looks like he's been spending a lot of time in the Skull and Bones cum coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt! Wyatt! Get out of the gum coffin! No, father, I'm not satisfied. I haven't absorbed all the energy of the gum into my being. Who knows, man? It's just it's just weird over there. On the yeah, look at him. I hope he has a giant dick. I think that's the dick in the left pant. See the left pant where the yellow is? It kind of bulges out where the yellow... Yeah, that's his cock. It's giant. It's fat like a Quaker Oats box. Scary. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> 
That's him coming. You know, at- it's like it's like one of these water bottles. That's what it's like. It's fat like that. Terrifying. Yeah, and the end of it it quivers. Terrifying. It pulsates, like the demogorgon's mouth on Stranger Things. <laughs> The end of it, it doesn't have a slot. It has like a little flower thing at Dude, the very end. Every time we do an episode together, we end up describing some form of alien cock. Every single time. Like I know that I know the last one we had a description of it. Yeah, that's scary. Well, we're very immature. How dare you? I think it's important to like speculate on the different types of potential alien cocks in I think the universe. They go, I think cocks go away. I think cocks are this is a temporary situation. 100%. Really? Yep. Yeah, I think that's what aliens are. That's when you see the aliens, they have no cocks. No cocks. No mouths. We're going to get rid of this mouth communication. We're going to get rid of this uh, cock and pussy fucking. Sounds horrible. No, no, no. We're going to mind meld. It's going to be like DMT every time. You're not even going to want to have regular sex. If you could, if I could give you the gift of being able to travel through space wherever you wanted to go, but you had a nub down there. Your cock's gone. No, I'd be like Dr. Manhattan, just sitting on Mars by myself, all bored. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. I like it here. You'd rather hump. I like America. I like being right here in yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. God damn it. I yeah. like it. But you wouldn't want to see, like, float at the With edge of my a... tiny little dick crying no as dick. I fly and through no. the universe. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> through infinity, like this. I'm so no. Bored. Looking down, and I'm, I have like a dick. Like, remember when they shrank Dr. Ken's dick in the, the, the hangover? They made it like so small you couldn't even see it. Remember? That would be what it was like. Just, no. I know, man. It'd be so no. sad. Yeah, and you'd but, live forever with no dick. No flying dick. Flying through space. Just a nub. Fuck. Bored. Listen, man, I'm not into deals. I like what's going on right now. I don't want to hear your heaven deal. I don't want to hear your space deal. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good right here. Well, I mean, don't you ever, I mean, this, we, and this is another thing we tell, we've done these so many times. We, we're going to repeat, of course, but like, dude, one of the, I do worry about you sometimes, man, because it's like, I think you're going to get, I think it's finally going to happen. I think one of your fucking guests is going to come in here with a briefcase and he's going to show you something. And I don't know what it is. Like an alien piece of a spacecraft? I don't spacecraft. know what it is. I was hoping is. it was going to be Tom DeLong. I was hoping he had something. No, I think you're gonna you're you're accidentally gonna get access for some reason. I think somebody's gonna give you something or show you something, and you're and like I, I worry about you, man, because it's like yeah, because you've got like you now have a platform that is unlike any platform that's happened, you know, because you're doing like a comedy podcast, radio show style thing, but you're also interviewing people about really heavy-duty shit and sure you like pepper it up with freaks like me from time to time just pepper re- it up yeah but like you have you have you mi- make it sound like the the other people are the on the main agenda i'm pe- just peppering up a little duncan trussell well no i'm just saying like what the fuck do i know like you're having people what on are you in- talking about you and i have had my all-time favorite podcast uh, th- thanks I if, appreciate- if i have my all-time favorite group of people if i had like a handful of 10 people to pick Forever, just do podcast them forever. Yeah. You are one hundred percent on that man. list. I appreciate that. It's you and Diaz and Ari. There's a few other people, Callan, but there's a, just a list of people that are just forever. Yeah, man. But I, I love doing podcasts that, with you. I, Don't you ever say that, you I'm son of a bitch. If it's between you to... and some fucking scientists who want to prove to me that uh, telekinesis is real, take I'm going this, with you. Please take the scientist, <laughs> then we'll do a podcast after. But dude, I'm telling you, like knowing all this shit. And there's so many times when we've done this podcast where you and I have started talking and the, like the hair stands up on my arm and I'm like, dude, like we, 
we shouldn't be talking about some of this shit. Like, like, it, like it, it gives me the real heebie-jeebies. And then sometimes, I'll admit this to you, sometimes when I'm super stunned, I'm thinking about all the podcasts we've done, sometimes I think to myself, fuck, maybe Joe does know something. Mm. Like, maybe you did end up getting some kind of little, like, shoulder rub with them where they're, like, not literally a shoulder rub. You just brush shoulders, and they were like, hey, we love your show. We love your show, man. They didn't even say anything. They just showed themselves to you a little bit to be like, hey, look, don't fuck around, man. Don't fuck around. Like, you could talk. We don't, we, you're funny. We like the way you talk, but don't fuck around, man. Don't you ever think that? Hmm. No, because I'm not like you, goddammit. Plus, I don't keep those commie ideas floating around inside my head. I got a goddamn American flag behind me, Duncan Trussell. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm friends with a ton of cops. You got an American flag with a fucking cow's skull above it, Joe. That's actually uh, an Asian buffalo from Australia that was arrowed by my great friend Adam Greentree. Wow. Uh, one of the best bow hunters on the face of the planet Earth. Wow. He shot that thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's like... He brought I, it to me. Remember he's my friend. Remember when we did that show? <laughs> jo remember we did that yeah, show, the sci-fi show? But it was kind of... We, as, as the show progressed, we became increasingly sort of despondent yes. upon realizing, because we're both so retarded that we thought we were, maybe we were going to find an alien. <laughs> like, both of us secretly thought... Well, it became very frustrating because you saw the same thing in everybody. You saw this delusional <laughs> belief in illogical things that they would argue... Yeah. They would argue it illogically. They, they weren't objective about the actual evidence versus what they wanted to perceive the evidence to point to. Yeah. They were all biased, in which I've been biased before. Everybody's been biased. But it was just delusional. Everything, everyone was delusional. Everyone. From the first UFO guy to the first chemtrail guy yeah. to the first Bigfoot guy, they were all either liars or delusional or they had errors in their thinking. And then occasionally we would talk to a guy like that one dude that we met that was in the trailer that told us about the balls that would fly through the air. Yes. Well, after that, I heard a podcast with uh, a physicist, a, a guy who's a lightning expert, who was talking about ball lightning. They don't know what causes it. Right. They don't know um, why it exists even. And this guy was, it was on Radio Lab, and it was fairly recently. And this guy was actually saying that lightning itself uh, doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not supposed to exist if you're measuring all of the energy in the sky. There's something that we don't know about what the formation of lightning is, that it shouldn't even exist, shouldn't be right. possible. Right. But this ball lightning is not only possible, it's been observed many, many times, and it's even happened inside of an airplane where it floated down the aisle inside of an airplane, and multiple people witnessed it. Right. People have seen ball lightning. They've gotten video of ball lightning. And right. what it looks like is that exactly what that guy was describing to us, that this thing came through his house and and then just disappeared. Yeah. Remember, he's talking about I totally a... Totally remember. And he did not seem like a liar to me. No. I think he saw ball lightning, and I think that area near that Skinwalker Ranch place in particular, yes. is for whatever whatever causes that phenomenon, it, it happens more frequently in that area. It's very possible. Because there were a lot of people over there that saw some shit. Sure, man. I mean, but but this, that was disappointing. But, but that was the most revealing. That was revealing, and the guy, that was a weird area. Yeah, it was weird. That was a fucking weird area. But don't you, like, imagine that, do you ever do this game? 
this is a fun game where you start thinking about who the smartest person on the planet must be like the continuum of intelligence game where you start thinking like, okay, I know I land somewhere on the continuum of intelligence. I know there's people that are probably not quite as smart as I am. And I know there's people who are way fucking smarter than I am. And then you start thinking to yourself, who are the, who are those people? And what, and what are they up to? And then you start thinking, see, this is what I think about if I were you. Then you start thinking like, fuck, man, I've got this podcast that lots of people listen to. Has it ever happened where maybe some really intelligent person has manipulated me in an attempt to get me to disseminate some kind of information out into the world? Good luck manipulating me, Duncan Trussell. I'm an American. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> these flags don't run or something. What happens? These colors. <laughs> These colors fucking, I know what's up, bro. But you wouldn't even know. That's the thing. You wouldn't even. Oh, I wouldn't know. How would I not know? These people are people. What? They're gonna be like if they're if someone is super so good at manipulating people that they can manipulate me and yeah. change the way I think about things. Yeah. Well, then good luck. Right. I mean, but that's like the thing is like this is again. I'm not trying to make you paranoid or anything. Too late. Here. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to think because it's like this. Like okay, like let's imagine. For the sake of just fun, we established they're these fucking billionaires and they live in these compounds. Right. And they and we've also established that certainly people like Michael Hastings and other people, they get killed all the time. They might have, but I think he got killed because he got a fucking major general fired. Well, they, they what, what, what have we established? There's major a, league general. There, know, there's super powerful general. people who will yeah. use technology to kill people to have their own way. So that means that there is some group or series of groups of people that are doing like highly nefarious actions from or, places of power. Or I'm just paranoid or and I'm paranoid. connecting the dots here. Maybe he was on speed and drove into a tree. Honestly, I do not know. But the It's very fun yeah, to think it's that it's... A conspiracy and they killed them very fun but if you look at Occam's razor you know if you applied Occam's razor the most likely scenario is that he just drove into the tree but okay. that's not that's not very sexy here's a way to kind of help out with Occam's razor with these kinds of things is just think okay I have a hundred thousand dollars and I'm gonna put bets in this awesome casino where the truth is revealed so are you going to put the money down on him being assassinated? Are you going to put the money down on him being on speed and driving into a tree after he said, if I commit suicide, it's not a suicide? I got to meet the guy. He might, that might have been throwing people Don't off. Don't get to meet him. Maybe he wanted to leave a fucking story. Maybe this guy's like, you know what? I'm just going to have these people think that I got yeah. suicide sure. by the feds, man. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like that you're doing my Fuck them all. <laughs> no, Fuck them all, man. No, dude. <laughs> I, I know where you'd put your money. I know where I put my money. Listen, I, I, if it was like 50 bucks, yeah, I'm going to bet on conspiracy because it's, it's exciting. Right. If I lose 50 bucks, I won't feel that. I'll feel like, well, fuck. I was hoping to win. But you're like, I'm just saying, man, how do you deal with being on the fucking radar, man? Because, like, the thing is, like, if there, if there is an interest in controlling the pair and the reality tunnel, like, mm -hmm. we know that there is a, like, truly a, 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 a war to, to control the paradigm. Because if I can control the paradigm, just as Here's a Here's the thing, there, this is, I agree with you, but I don't think it's a united front. This war to control the paradigm is most tightly fought between left and right. It's most tightly right. fought in, in government, right. in, in the real things. What we're doing is commentating on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, if I'm influencing anybody, I'm influencing people by pointing them to information that I see that's already out there. Right. There's a big difference between 
Gotcha. These people are in power against each other. Right. Now, there's, uh, there's got to be some people that are influencers that get access or get shit upon, especially in the age of Trump. Like, if you're an anti-Trump, I mean, if he finds out you're against him, he's got, like, he's very vindictive. Like, yes. he calls Don Lemon a moron, and, right. you know, he shits all over those CNN hosts and calls yeah. CNN fake news, but Sean Hannity and Fox and Friends, he'll praise them in his tweets. Like, right. there's an information war going on with right. these people, but... They're paying attention to right and left. Right. Assholes like me that are like, who, what, am I, what am I? I'm a fence sitter. You know, I mean, if fucking Ron Paul was running for president, I'd probably be like, I'm in. Right. Let's see how this works. Right. I like what he's saying. I, I like his ideas. He, he, was, he was a guy that when he was running for president, I was like, okay, well, this, is, this guy's clearly a very honorable person. He's clearly a very honest person. I mean, by all accounts. Let's see what he does. What he does. Let's see what he does. Yeah, Let's sure. see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what ha it's got to be better than just knowing you're being bullshitted. Right. So many of them are just so obviously bullshitting you that you're listening to these canned fucking speeches and you're like, God damn it, I don't resonate with you at all. Right. This is that presidential type of address. Yes. <laughs> where I talk in a way that you've never heard a normal person talk in your presence before. And you might say to yourself, well, that's weird, man. But I got to talk like that when there's a lot of people. No, you don't. You don't. That's right. not real. And right. I don't understand. You're, you put a shield up, and the shield is a, an act. Yeah. You have a presidential act. Sure. Or you have a strip club DJ act. Right. Or you have a morning DJ app. Right. All right, five o'clock past the hour. Here we yeah. go. Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, the Ocean. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, that's the fucking voice. I've heard that voice a thousand times. It's a goddamn costume that people wear. You also have a fuck voice. Don't forget that. I don't have a fuck voice. You don't? Oh, come on. Let me put it in. I talk like you when I'm fucking. <laughs> I don't talk. Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> Do you, you, um, you don't have a fuck voice? Come on. So you want to hear my fuck voice? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's time to fuck. Oh, it's time to fuck. Do, 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 do. There's so much shame in wanting to fuck. Ooh, I she know. wants to fuck. It's oh, so sad. terrible person. It's what, so you sad. Have an itchy vagina? Yeah. Your vagina needs to get scratched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's one of the definitely one of the like tragic shame. parts of society is that people feel shame about that. I love the scene in Game of Thrones when Cece, what's her name, the beautiful Cersei. woman, Cersei. Thank you. When Cersei's walking naked down the street, they're going shame, shame, the shame bell, shame. I have the shame bell app on my phone. I used to. You can get the shame bell app. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have any more. Why? Was it too much? It was too much power. You were addicted to the shame it's bell. Too much power. It's like when people delete their Facebook <laughs> yeah. off their phone. <laughs> I know people that like regularly delete their Facebook. Like, Fuck this. They just take it off their phone. I can't do this anymore, man. Too much power with the shame bell, man. But people, there's a lot of dudes who ring that fucking shame bell at girls all the fucking time, uh, man. That's, that's the worst. Yeah. Or you're ruining the whole vibe. Yeah. But you know what it is? Because guys feel terrible when a girl leaves them and fucks somebody else. They want to make it like very difficult to have right. a new man. Right. You having sex with more than one man, you dirty little bitch. Yeah. You hussy. Yeah. Or if you're like not, if you're polyamorous, then like they you'll, they call you a cuck because you don't care that other people are fucking your girlfriend. Save that hippie talk for when you move to Cuba or wherever the fuck you're going. I don't okay? think they. I'm not. Listen. <laughs> in America, you get a fucking wife, and that's it. Oh, that's you greedy it, bitch. You bitch. There's an even number of people oh. over here. This ain't China, son. <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to go live in China? Yes. There's like fucking ten guys to every I'm one going, chick. I'm going. Ten I'm guy, going. Ten guys every one chick. You're gonna wind up butt fucking other dudes. Well, fuck it. Yeah, you say. Come coffins all day, baby. <sighs> That's what happens in prison. People get crazy. They start having sex with men. You just got you got to figure out a way out. Of prison or having sex no, with men? No, figure out a way. Got to get rid of your cum. Cum's got to figure out a uh, way out. What's the best way? Your hand. You're gonna, gonna have to fuck guys or something. Shit. Yeah. This is bullshit. That's that's what happens if you live in China. That's what happens if. I don't have a real, a real lesson here to learn. But if what if there's more than ten that's to what one men if you to women? Live in China. <laughs> well, don't Jesus they have? do they have some crazy problem over there? I'm not making this up. They have a prick. Joking, folks. Obviously, I'm joking. But there's a crazy problem over there with uh, the ratio of men to women. What right. is the ratio? Let's take a guess. What is the ratio of men to women in China? I men think to it's women? something like sixty forty. It might oh, be that's higher. That's bad news. Man. It might be higher. That's dangerous. I might have made that up. That's a dangerous ratio. It's a spooky ratio. I've read the ratio. It's not a good ratio. It's a spooky, fucked up ratio. Well, you know, for a long time, they had limitations on how many children you can have. Right. Which is just fucking terrifying. Eugenics. They messed up the whole thing. It's not just that, man. People were killing their baby if they found out their baby was a girl. I mean, this is a real thing. It didn't happen everywhere. It didn't happen all the time. But there absolutely were girls that were drowned because they were girls because the family wanted a boy. And if you don't think that that's the case... You're delusional. I think you're delusional. I think if you put those kind of restrictions on intensely poor people, yeah, in a, in in uh, some of them in some parts of the country, they're in terrible poverty, and you tell them they can only have one kid, yeah, they're gonna have a boy because the boy's gonna help them right. work, right? I don't know if these stories of them drowning baby girls were true because I wasn't there, right? But those stories persist. Sure, I've never snoped them. But I don't think they know either. If you weren't there God, while it happened, so brutal. Fuck, it's a horrible thing to think of. To have a baby and then just drown it because oh. it doesn't have a dick. But dude, people have done that. People have left babies in garbage cans. I mean, people have done a lot of terrible yeah. things to babies. Yeah. When I was a kid, I um, worked at a place called Newport Creamery, and it was right next to a bank. And a girl that worked in the bank was pregnant. She never told anybody she was pregnant. She gave birth in the toilet and left the baby in the garbage. They found the baby in the fucking garbage, dead. And she got arrested and this was a girl I used to go to I used to go she was a bank teller I would go to the teller she like she was she seemed awkward You know she wasn't attractive dates or anything. No, I did not She wasn't attractive, hmm. but she was a large woman, which is why nobody could tell that she was pregnant She was big and um, She apparently had been pregnant and didn't tell anybody and nine months pregnant at work and just had the baby in the in the toilet and threw it in the trash can and, and I don't know if she didn't take the trash out I don't know how she got busted Ugh. but you imagine going into the, the bathroom Ugh. and you're taking a shit and you're like why does it smell like baby what the in fuck here fuck is that smell and then you look in the, the waste paper basket and you see an eye Ugh. just looking at you that is so fucked up man. so fucked up that was a real person that I knew the country with the highest gender disparity at birth isn't China. What is it? Liechtenstein. Oh, where's that? Uh, Terrible place. Over Sad there. place. <laughs> okay, but let's find out what the ratio yeah, of men to women it, does it say. about 33 million more men than women. So Whoa. it's like 733 million men and 688 or something like that. Okay, so it's it's like 90s. That's like in the 90s, isn't Jesus it? Jesus Christ, man. That's crazy. It's still a large number. Thank God for sex robots. They're gonna That's better, the though. Birth rate That's that. better than I thought was um within 115 males every one go ahead brother 
115 males to every 100 females. China is in the country with the most historic. That's crazy. Imagine if you're in a room, there's 115 dudes and 100 girls. It's like a crazy musical chair thing. You're like, shit, I gotta find a gal. This one's worse. We're in Liechtenstein. It's 126 males to every 100, but there's only, Ooh. there's less than 40,000 people in the whole country. So it's even worse. So, because the, because yeah. the, there's less, less people. possibility. Fuck, man. Imagine if there's a country that, that's a crazy country. 37,000 people. That's a crazy country. That's that country is like Burbank. No, it's not even Burbank. Uh, yeah. No, it's like what's thirty-seven thousand? Let's take a guess. Uh, part of LA has thirty-seven. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, thirty-seven thousand. That ain't. That's nothing out here. Like Boulder is a hundred thousand, and Boulder seems so quaint. That town is one third the size of Boulder. I mean, that country is one third the size of Boulder. That's amazing. Wow, when you think of it that way, that's amazing. As many people as in Culver City. <laughs> Imagine if Culver City was a country. Whoa. Beverly Hills has 34,000. That's amazing. So it's Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's Beverly Hills as a country. With all dudes. That's amazing with all dudes. Just like Beverly Hills. That gay couple thing is sad as fuck. Imagine. People have a real hard time with the idea of gay people raising kids. They get real angry. I just can't think that all gay people are the same. Like, why would you not think that some gay people would be good at all kinds of things? There's going to be gay people that are great carpenters. There's going to be gay people. Like, gay people are just like straight people. There's going to be awesome ones, and there's going to be ones that are fucked up. The idea that they wouldn't be good parents. Wouldn't you rather have two gay parents that loved you than a, a mother that's a fucking crackhead and a dad that's a piece of shit and beats you? Two gay people that let you be yourself, you know, just they're they're cool and conscientious. They just happen to be homosexual. They love each other. They hug in front of you. You realize, like, we're all wrapped up in this bullshit of, you know, men and women should only be together. Like heterosexual people like ourselves, we get weird when you think of someone who's homosexual. Like I'm fully in support of it, but when if they started fucking right in front of you, they're like, hey, I gotta go. <laughs> Whereas like. If Duncan started banging his girlfriend right in front of me, I'd be like, You'd um, love it. Do you, do you want me to cheer you on? How you, what do you want me Just to do? Just watch. How do you want me to handle this? Just okay. watch. Okay, don't look at me when you come, though. That last time was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, look over. Oh, oh make eye contact with me. But this, like, I, uh, I've seen guys kiss in public, and uh, part of me is happy for them. Part of me is like, that's awesome, that they're so comfortable in 2018 now, it was 17 at the time, maybe yeah. even 16. I've seen it a couple of times. One, one time I was driving, and uh, I was going from the comedy store, I took a right, and then I went down, is it Doheny? Which street is it? One of the streets that goes right to Santa Monica Boulevard, which is like full rage gay central. It did just dudes in the streets partying. There's this big gay club with guys on poles and shit. And there's these two dudes. And they were hanging out. And they, uh, they were belt looping. Where like they each had their hands on the other's belt loops. Uh. Like, like anchoring in. And they were just grinding on each other and kissing. And I was just, I was in my car. I was like, oh! Jesus! <laughs> Jesus, keep moving! Don't stop here! I was like terrified. To, I was, like, the car was stopped and they were right there, like belt looping and making out. Okay. Simulator, you have access to any experience you want. Uh huh. And you're in it for, I don't know, 100,000 years. You're like some, you're a, an immortal oh. being. 
How long before you simulate fucking a dude, Joe? Well, you know what happened with Marlon Brando. Yeah, he fucked Pryor. He also fucked Marvin Gaye. What a roster. Wow. He's just really into talented black guys. Yeah, wow. But you're not answering the question. Oh, I'm sorry. In the simulator, how long? How long before you start having? How sex long with before guys? you decide to have sex with a guy? Like in a simulator, it's like for the for, for like thousands of years, you're having you know any kind of you can you mm. you can literally fuck anybody that you want in this simulation, and you're you're in there for a long time. So you go through fucking every single possible iteration of woman. Every, you just fuck and fuck three mm. ways, six ways, thousands of ways. You're you're like you're just laying in a rainforest of of beautiful pussies squirting on you and fucking and everything that your mind can think of sexually. Mm. You're just doing it. Yeah. How long before you start adding cock into the equation? Well, I think if we did an experiment where uh, we both took a journey like that, where I'll see <laughs> you, we'll be just like we are now. But yeah. it would be a hundred thousand years of whatever you want later. Yeah. Okay. We'll show up hundred thousand years from now. You will have dick on your breath, and I won't. <laughs> I would have gone through the whole hundred thousand years I with don't no you. gay sex because I could do whatever I want. Why would I fuck dudes? I would have sex with girls, and then when I was done having sex with girls, I would take a nap or I'd do some other shit. But meanwhile, you'd be like, I gotta stick it somewhere, man. When can I start fucking guys? It's true, man. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would get to the finish line, and I'd be like, No, dude. A finish line. I would be like, Yeah, I made it to hundred thousand years. Hundred thousand years. That's the race. No dick for hundred thousand years. You have made it with it. <laughs> You're eternal. I mean, you just you just have you just have girlfriends, man. Why would you just start sucking so dick? Good. Because well, it's about that time. You well, look at your watch. What after a couple of years, you're like enough of, of this pussy. Couple of months. Come on, man. Why is a hundred thousand years any different than twenty years? Did twenty years ago you feel less likely to suck a dick than you feel today? No. You're the exact same goddamn human being, other right. than you've learned and gotten better at life. Yeah. Your desire, you still like the same shit. First of all, I want to. I just want to go back a little bit because you said at the end of the hundred thousand years, I, I've I've you cock have on my. Your breath, okay, and but I won't. here's the thing: in my simulator, in my simulator, <laughs> cocks are gonna like have different flavors. It's not oh. gonna just be cock. It'll be like a Altoid. That's how they get you. They get minty you by minty. Cocks. They get you by. Look, <laughs> you, bro, I hate to say this to you, but your dicks, um, your dick tastes terrible, <laughs> and you need to get it. You need to get it minty, and there's a way, there's a way, and then guys are going to suck it, and then they're going to get mint in their mouth, just like if I, if you suck my dick, you'd get mint in your mouth. Dude, you want to feel it? Just let, just try it out. I don't- I know I, it seems weird, but it'll get you minty. I will fully admit that at the end of the 100,000 years, I've sucked dicks in the sex simulator, but the fact that you think you haven't, I nope. would like to do a poll. Like, I'm going to- I'll get we, to the end, I'd be wearing a cowboy hat, bare-chested. That's- Riding a horse. I'm fighting it off with every fiber of my being, <laughs> but I make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not only my bare chest, and I'm bare chested with a bandana. Like I'm close, I'm close. I'm shaving my chest <laughs> with a straight razor in the front front mirror at the barber shop. I'm super close to going gay, but I don't. I make it to a hundred thousand years clean. I'm, I have cowboy boots on with no socks. Then you lose. You lose the race. Uh, wrong. I fucking win. I don't have dick in my breath at the end of the race. And I don't have those dirty memories either. You have dirty, dirty memories. Yes, I of, do. Of butts and shit and Tupperware and slip and slide. You with think jizz. I'm stopping with dudes? <laughs> I'm sucking off dinosaurs. <laughs> That's right. You can have anything you want. You can, you can butt fuck a unicorn in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Why not?
if you could do whatever you want, if you could do whatever you want, you had like full chart, like if your life was a virtual experience that you can control yeah. with your mind as if you had like a control panel, yeah, you would just start sucking dicks. Not me. I'd be bulletproof, Among robbing other banks. Things. I'd be fighting vampires. I'd make a whole world. I would do a bunch of shit. I'd fly. Yeah. I'd fly all over the place. Yeah. I wouldn't land and suck a dick. What? Yeah. yeah. You know, have you ever heard the Alan Watts thing about this? You ever heard Alan Watts talk about this? I've not heard him talk about a lot, but not about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? No, he talks about, he does this great thought experiment, which is like, okay, if you were able to do anything you wanted, Right. You've definitely heard this, but you, if you were able to do anything you wanted, if you were an infinite being, omnipotent, and you could do whatever you want, you would experiment with making everything, and you would try everything, and you would do everything. We're talking about infinity. You're, right. you're literally in the state of creative flow for infinity, and you're going to – he has a great lecture that I'm going to butcher. You should look it up because he's so – he's such an articulate genius, but, like, the essence of the thing is eventually – Eventually. Upon doing everything and creating a universe and creating planets and creating a planet where there's life on it and being a god that communicates with the beings on the planet, you're going to start thinking to yourself, I wonder what would happen if I made myself one of the beings on the planet and couldn't remember that I was God. And that's what you are. That's what we are, is we are one of the experiments of the divine seeing shit i wonder what happens if i forget that right. i'm capable of creating anything that i want whenever i want that i've made the entire universe let me turn myself into this hyper limited version of myself with no memory of what i was and play that game at that level because it's a lot more fun it's amusing it's exciting mm. right and that's and, and and that's when alan watts starts talking about which cocks he would simulate inside that machine really? nah. no no but yeah, um, it is. Have you ever heard uh, Marshall McLuhan speak? No. His there's some interesting YouTube videos um, on um, with uh, you could watch McLuhan talk, and he doesn't look anything like you'd expect. It's really interesting. But his uh, calc not no, no, I don't say calculated his scientific dissection of like what's happening with media and what's happening with technology and where the future lies is so fascinating because it's from the 1960s yeah and you know he's talking about the media is the message i think is the yeah. name of the lecture in the book and that was the same book where he wrote one of my all-time favorite quotes that human beings are the sex organs of the machine yeah. world like this guy had no internet he had, I mean, nothing was like anything today. The most electronics they had was a goddamn calculator. Yeah. You know, they had nothing. The computers that they had were giant rooms filled with shit, you know? Like, yeah. He, but somehow or another, he saw where it was all going. He was seeing things and, and pointing things out just with the very nature of our ability to communicate and our ability to innovate and where it was all headed. Yeah. Fucking fascinating because you think about how it did play out and mo no one saw this coming, man. Right. What no one saw coming was what we're on right now, the right. internet, this fucking new thing yeah. where people can just find out uh, the answer to, like we've done so far today, about scientific questions about Descartes and yeah. periods that these, this was constructed and when did this happen and 1,079, what? And the, you know, you go, you're, you're, you're getting a download sure. unlike anybody that's ever lived. Yeah. It's amazing. And everybody can do it. The, this is the thing that's, that's making the boundaries between us and the leaders of the world. 
this is why there's such a problem. It's because we have all the information too. Right. Everybody has all the information. Yeah. And the only thing that's keeping it all glued together is tradition. The only thing that's keeping the hierarchies in the position of power they're at right now without being completely abandoned and restructured from the bottom up, the only thing that's keeping them together is tradition. That's it. What do you mean? The only thing that's keeping government and just borders yeah. and nations and the whole concept that we're existing, that there are a bunch of different countries and there's a bunch of different leaders and this guy right. controls yeah, the sure, troops. Sure, sure. The only thing that's keeping that together is tradition. The only thing. If, if we right. eventually can communicate with each other in a way that foregoes all of the current limitations and all the past limitations, yes. something that bypasses all that stuff and takes one of the first things that's going to go is the illogical traditions. But, but it seems like it's traditions being guarded by dudes with guns. They are, but those dudes with guns are going to die and new young dudes with guns are going to take their place. This is just a, I mean, it might take generations, but this is what happens with ideas. It's just happening so fast now. Yeah. And some of the people with the old idea, they were born and raised with the old ideas. Right. They're still around. They're still stuck in this old system. That's right. But then this new system has blossomed around and they're them. trapped. And they're yeah. shitting bricks. They're shitting bricks. And they're trying to stop it. Exactly. And they're actively trying to stop right. it. Did you hear that shit Jeff Sessions said? I don't mean to keep harping mm -hmm. on that guy, yeah. but he Please fucking, do. He, he, he said that like, he just came out again saying that he thinks that the opioid epidemic, as they call it, mm -hmm. is being partially fueled by marijuana as a gateway drug. That uh, marijuana is getting people onto painkillers, which is a completely, it's not, I mean, not only is it, is it wrong, it's like they can show statistics that seem to indicate that. The opposite. The opposite. Yeah. But that crazy fuck is saying it publicly like it's real and yeah. it's not and that to, to just the fact that like that man is allowed to continue having his job which theoretically somebody who's in his position should be so hyper aware of the data on all drugs because a person in that position we need a person just like you're saying we need shepherds like this fucking yes. fentanyl shit man yes uh, one of my friends he lost his 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 wife to this so, I, so many people are dying because of this like we I know a couple people that have died <clears throat> from it it's terrible it's That's, terrible. It killed tom petty it's so sad killed prince it's terrible but we need so we need to have some regulatory force that's making sure that these poisons... But they're not regulating that. They're going after the stuff that's the most innocuous, the, the safest, the most beneficial. Medicinal. Could you imagine having a podcast with Jeff Sessions? Just you sitting across from Jeff Sessions for three hours and talking to him about things. Dude, I've heard, and this is like, I, I hate to... I, he smells I, like sulfur? I, no, I, I hate to say this. I don't want to say this. I've heard he's like funny and he's like likes to argue and he's cool to hang out with that's what really? sucks yeah you want him to be like well you say that but if you had him on a podcast i bet you'd chip away through all that all those that party personality no these people that's a problem man these people they're not lizards they're not lizards that's a problem if they were fucking lizards if only jeff sessions was a fucking lizard the problem is it's like they're not like that they're just con they're confused <laughs> Duncan. yes master sessions your podcast is wonderful thank you father thank you thank you
Thank you. No, the problem is we have to have compassion for these people because they're not bad. They're misguided. And Misinformed. They're, yes. Yeah. And, and they can be turned around with the proper experiences. Right. And if they're willing to abandon their previous notions. But the problem is so many people are so invested in their identity that it's impossible for them to give up their notions, just like the Egyptologists right. that don't want to look at the possibility that maybe they've been doing these fantastic constructions in Egypt a lot longer than we think, right. which is entirely possible. Right. It doesn't mean that the Great Pyramid, I mean, take it back to Egypt one last time, like, no one's doubting that the Great Pyramid of Giza was uh, constructed at somewhere around 2500 BC, according right. to the previous, or uh, all the data that we have right now, because they've been able to carbon date stuff that they find like in between the stones. Yeah. They're pretty sure that it's somewhere in that range, you know, they're off here or there yeah. a little bit, but there's some other construction that John Anthony West pointed out that's buried under sand they find that's like wait like it might have been buried for who knows how fucking right. long and it's a different style of construction Fuck. and it looks really old like one of the things about the, the styles of construction and the things that they find in in um in Egypt is a lot of it is buried in sand after a while right. even the sphinx itself you know when they found the sphinx and one of the things that one of the people that is in uh, some of the ancient hieroglyphs that's attributed to being alive at the same time as a scroll, I forget which pharaoh, but he f heard in a dream that if he uncovered the Sphinx, that he would become pharaoh of Egypt because it was covered in sand. Wow. Like he had written down at that time, and this was like 2000 BC or something crazy like that, it was covered in sand yeah. back then. Wow. They don't even know. I mean, there's so little they know about Here, who made a, it and why. I bet you know the answer to this. How? And this is probably a dumb question. I'm sorry, but no. how deep is the sand out there? Like, how far down does that fucking sand go? That's a very good go? question. That's a very good question. What's and isn't sand? It? Here's the other thing. Isn't sand from oceans beating down rocks? Yeah. I, I mean, that's yeah. what sand is. Yeah. This. That's what's the most fucked up thing about the desert. There's just no goddamn ocean. But you've got so much sand yeah. that is mostly from what? Isn't it? I think sand's mostly created. It's probably created a few different ways. Yeah. But I think it's mostly created by oceans beating down rocks. Right. So that's just time. You're just looking at time. You're looking at the craziest fucking stamp of time we can look at. Yeah. How long does it take for an ocean to turn rocks into a goddamn desert? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. What is under what the sand? A mega lake. Oh! Wow, Beneath the fuck. sands of the Sahara Desert, scientists have discovered evidence of a prehistoric mega lake. There's a monster down there! <laughs> Using images of wind-blown sediments, sediments produced by running water and bedrock seen by radar beneath the desert sands, the geologists pieced together the profile of an ancient oh, mega lake. Oh, wow. <gasps> cool. So it goes, the sand goes 69 to 141 feet in the Sahara and uh, three feet in the Simpson Desert. I don't know where that is. The depths of sand varies widely around the world. 69 to 141 feet. Wow. 141 feet of just sand. So am I right that sand is created by the ocean beating down rocks? I think that's true most of the time, and maybe it's not true all the time. It's so nice to be so stupid. You just ask questions. so fun to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Like, you get to know. Like, it's great. No idea. Yeah. I was... Um, talking to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson the other day, and uh, he was trying to explain to me um, uh, escape velocity. Like, and he, he takes my shoe. He goes, let me see your shoe. And he takes my shoe, and he goes, now, if I throw this up in the air, it's gonna come down, but if I throw it hard enough, 
it will escape the pull of the gravity of the earth and once it's free it will go on forever yeah you see they're like what that's fucking cool like, what yeah like you try to like put that in your head like wait a minute what it goes well, on forever isn't that the problem now this scott this is great two just dummies talking yeah. isn't this the problem with the moon is that not the problem with the moon but if you jump on the moon, the moon, you can escape the escape. Like, it's easier to get out of the escape no. velocity of the moon. No, it's one-sixth Earth's gravity. Oh, really? Yeah. I th always thought on the moon you could, like, jump and no. you could fly into space. No, 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 no. You can, theoretically, <laughs> you can jump higher. And if you believe in NASA, bro, there's some videos of guys jumping around on the moon. Yeah. The problem with the videos of people on the moon <laughs> is that there are videos that look 100% fake. What guys fall forward and looks like they get yanked up by wires. There's a lot of video that looks fake as fuck. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know if it just looks fake because it's one six the Earth's gravity, and we don't know what that really looks like until you see it play out. But there's some videos of guys falling down face first and getting yanked back up. It looks like they're yanked by cords. Have you seen that picture of the thing that looks What's up, like? What's that, Jamie? After we talked about this last time, mm -hmm. some people sent in videos of NFL players doing the exact same thing in the end zone. Yeah, super athletes. There's three or four guys doing Throw it. Throw their body, but they don't have a giant pack on their back. They're, they're wearing, wearing the, helmets. They're wearing helmets. That shit's light compared to what the astronauts are wearing, dude. The astronauts have like one, a, one they six. have a suit that keeps them. But not if, one six true, gravity. But if the concept is the suit, if they're, the concept is they're not even on the fucking moon, and then that suit is, could just be paper mache. But some of the ones where they're pitched completely forward, that's and they just it, go that's back. literally what it is. I'm Let trying me to see. find it right now. Oh, yeah, come and see. It. I would love to see it. That's interesting. So you you're still wavering on whether we went to no, the moon. I'm more wa no, I'm, I'm too dumb and uneducated to really know. Right. But I am wavering more on the possibility that some of the footage was faked. Let me see Super this. quick. It's a five second go. video, so it's okay. like no instant replay. But, uh... Boom. That is not the same thing, Jamie. It's I can do that. Super similar Dude, though. Bullshit. I can do that. It's that guy right. goes I'll to his I'll one. do that right now. I'll find another one. The guy goes to his knees and then uses his momentum to pop up from his knees. I've seen some that look pretty crazy though, man. Dude, that's ridiculous. I'll find the one. moon ones are way more preposterous. I've seen than better that. examples than that though. There's oh, some yeah. that super athletes. Yeah. But what they're doing is springing up and you can see the kinetic energy from their legs that's right. forcing them up. They're super athletes. Right. They they show off. Those guys do backflips and shit all the time. They're they're physically capable of doing things that a normal person can't do. But they're not physically capable of defying physics. What you're seeing in a lot of those moon videos looks like someone's defying physics. Like they pitch forward and they bounce back up. I think they shot a bunch of shit. And I think some of the video, if you're going into space and you're experiencing deep radiation, the Van Allen radiation belts and from the yeah. sun, dude, you can't even go through the fucking x-ray machine at the airport, right. the old x-ray machines with film. They wouldn't let you. Yeah. Because if you went through with film, it would kill your fucking film. Yeah. So how are they getting these perfect videos and photos and none of them are fucked up by radiation? It's entirely possible that they did go to the moon, but they faked a bunch of the film footage because huh. they wanted to have something and they couldn't really bring anything back. It's entirely possible. There's faked footage from the Russians, 100%. There's a precedent. The footage of Yuri Gagarin when he's circling the Earth for the first time and he goes in a rocket and the first guy in space, 
It's fake as fuck, dude. Really? He's inside this tiny little compartment, and all of a sudden, there's, they got room in there for a camera? Get the fuck out of here, bitch. You see a light source this way and a light source that way. He's got dueling shadows behind him because they got lights set up in there because they're filming him inside this right. capsule. No. He shot up in the space. He really did do it, but they couldn't fit a goddamn camera in this tiny little capsule. Right. It's, there's no room. So they just faked it sure. after the fact. Makes sense. Of course it makes Saves sense. Saves a lot of money. There was no internet back then. There was no VHS tapes back then. Right. They broadcast something on TV. As far as their eyes and their mind goes, that was the only time people were going to see it. Right. All they have to do is show it to you once. Pull it off. Nobody ever imagined you'd be able to pull it up on your phone or two stoners like you and me would be watching on a podcast. Right. See if you can find the video of Yuri Gagarin from inside his, uh, what would you call those things? Pods. Pods. What would you call it? Yuri Gagarin in space. You watch it, you go, get the fuck out of here. Right. You watch it and you go, what? That is fake. Right. That is not him. Or it's not him in space, rather. So here it is. And blast off. Here he is. He's getting in the bus. He's heading to space. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yuri, show me. Where are you? Right. So he's in this thing. Look at that. Right there. Back it up. That was it. <laughs> That's it. Watch this. Are we good? We're good. We're going to stop it. Here we go. And take off. Look at the lights. You see? Hold up. Back up. Back up. Back up. Stop. Pause it. Look at the shadows. Shadow to the left. Shadow to the right. There's fucking lights in front of him. They have what? lights in there. He's in this tiny little cat. This tiny little pod. How's it lit up? Is there no windows? No! Maybe they just have... I don't... I mean... No! I, why There's no windows. Why couldn't they have lights in there, Joe? Because they got no room. How did, it seems like there's enough the room. Candles don't have lights. They, on don't, they don't have lights back then. Think about <laughs> these candles. Think, <laughs> I saw, a campfire. There's a campfire a in there. I saw a few breakdowns of the moon landing too that said it would be way, way, way harder to fake it back then than it would have been to actually just. Do I heard it. that too. Yeah, I heard that too. But I don't think we're talking about faking going to the moon. You're not understanding what I'm saying. We're talking about faking footage. We're that? not talking about faking going to the moon. Like I think they probably did go to the moon. But I would imagine that at least some of the footage you're seeing is horseshit. It was a, from what I, I wasn't obviously alive then, it was like a 140 minute live stream. Right. So right. You, it's, that's I've hard seen to your, fake. I've no, seen no, it's not. No, if you, if you just have people in orbit, it wouldn't be hard to fake. Look, I think it'd be harder to go there than it would be to fake it. I think going there, if they did go to there, and I think they probably did, was an unbelievably difficult thing to do. But like faking that they were there, how hard would that be? Like, but, like after the fact, like filming footage huh. or yeah, filming footage of them in orbit. Film or is filming? the part you can't. That would have been a mile of film. Joe, reel. it's really you interesting to watch. Reels that you don't. That right. Do you know that all that shit's missing? You know all the original footage is yeah, missing. That's the weirdest fucking thing yeah. to all me, man. Yeah, I mean, I know you do, and you're being skeptical, yeah, guy. Yeah, I looked it up, but too, look, but yeah. it's missing. Remember it when that? Not only that, you know what else is missing? <clears throat> the telemetry data. All the ones and zeros that show the location of yeah. the, the capsule, whatever the fuck it is, on the way. I thought, from what I read, they still have that data. They just the original like paper it was on, or the original magnetic tapes got reused because they needed to. Okay, well, why would you say that unless you just why don't just Google it and find out I, that's, that's the case? That's what I read. I read when last time you and what Eddie did were talking you read? What did you read? I read that that the original tapes got written over because right. they needed the magnetic tape because there was a shortage at some point in time. Right. So, but still, but they, the data is still somewhere else. 
There was a but shortage. Still, they recorded over the original tapes of the fucking moon landing. How much of a shortage of magnetic tape do you have? Were you going to record over all of the video from the motherfucking moon landing? Hey, okay. we got a presidential parade from 76. You want to keep that? Cool. Yeah, keep that. <laughs> Keep that's a good one. It's like if you're going through like your family's VHS yeah. tapes, like what do you want? Picnic from '82? <laughs> yeah, that was when Mikey threw up. Save it, save it. <laughs> like they're saving everything, but they record over the fucking moon landing. Yeah, who video? needs it? Let's just fucking record over the first time it in is human history. Literally the craziest thing in human history to ever record over. Right. It is the dumbest thing in human. I'm not saying they didn't do it. They might have. They might. The, the official story might be legit. Casino, but it might not. Where be. do you put your money on the moon landing? Because you know what I'm detecting, Joe. When I, we first got to be friends, as I recall, mm. you didn't really believe in the moon landing. I didn't believe it at all. And then you went through a phase because of the podcast and having a lot of conversations with different people, or something happened where you started shifting your ideas and thinking we did go to the moon. Uh, no, I started shifting my ideas about everything. The right. moon landing is just an example that's an extreme example of a position I took that I think represents there is there is mystery to that story. Yeah. There's a lot of mystery to that story still to this day. There's a bunch of weird shit connected to the moon landing. A lot of it. So when I and people are like, No, there's not. Shut up. Yeah. No, there is. There is. There's a bunch of weird shit connected to it. How about the fact that they gave a fucking moon rock to, uh, what was it, the Prime Minister of Holland? Uh, Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins signed on this plaque and they gave this moon rock to this guy in Holland and it turned out to be petrified wood. It was fake. Like, it's all, there's so much weird shit connected to the moon landing that it makes you go like, wow, like right. the creepy speeches that Neil Armstrong gave yeah. 25 years after the moon landing, yeah. talking about uncovering hidden truths, truth protective layers that are, you know, Ooh, great deeds that could be done to those who can remove one of truth's protective layers. This is a speech that he gave. There's so much weird shit. But some people say there's alien relics up there. Those people are ridiculous. There's no evidence of that. But there is evidence that these people are talking really weird about the moon landing. Jamie, can you pull up Do you know up what Clinton said? What? Do you know what Clinton said in his book? He wrote a book called My Life. And in one of the chapters in My Life, he talks about a conversation that he had with a carpenter when people landed on the moon. He was working in a construction site. Yeah. And the guy said, I don't believe it for a second. Those television fellers, they could fake anything. And he says, back then, I thought the guy was a crank. But after eight years in the White House, I was starting to think that maybe he was ahead of his time. No this shit. is what Bill fucking Clinton wrote wow. in, the, in his book, My Life. Wow. Uh, why would the fuck would you ever write that if you were the goddamn president of the United States for eight years and you're saying, hey, maybe the guy who thought we didn't go to the moon was right. Right. Might not be right. It, it might be that they faked some footage. They did fake some photos. There's a photo of Michael Collins who's on a, a moonwalk from like Gemini 15. And it's not a real photo. It's a photo of him from the test runs that they did that's in a warehouse mm. and they blacked out all the background. It's been proven. They reversed the image and blacked out the background. You could see the two of them. If you overlay them, they right. line up perfectly. It's the exact same image. Right. So someone, whether it is a, uh, you know, an overzealous PR agent for NASA or a journalist at the time, who knows sure. who actually made that photograph, but somebody did and tried to pass that photo off as space. So there's some right. deception. We know right. that one is 100%. Sure. So then you look at the other ones. You look at the videos of guys falling down, getting yanked back up, and 
bouncing around like they're on trampolines in some videos where they're right. hiding behind the lunar rover. Like, what the fuck are you doing? If you guys tear your suits, you're dead. Sure. You guys are jumping around on the moon like you're having a party up there? Right. Is that real? Right. How come I can't get a fucking regular camera through the radar machine, the x-ray machine at the airport, but you guys can fly through the radiation of space, and that shit comes out, but, well, those cameras were insulated. They were a different kind of camera. The camera was... Eh, not true. Hasselbad said it. They were the same goddamn cameras. Right. It's a regular camera. There was no specific protection. There was nothing unusual about the protection that those cameras had. It's interesting, man. You've, like, gone back. No, I haven't. I think... It, I, this is the thing, man. I'm not taking any position. You're agnostic. 100%. Because I don't know anything about space. Yeah. I don't know anything about the physics of space travel. I don't, I don't know anything about the requirements, the technological requirements. But I do know. It's one of the only things that happened between 1969 and 1972. And it's not cheaper, easier, and faster to reproduce today. It's weird. It's That's a weird thing. Weird it's too. a weird thing. This is the only time in history people have been more than 400 miles from the Earth's surface. was those moon missions. All the Apollo missions, man. Everything since right. then, all the space shuttle stuff inside 400 miles. Satellites, you know, like, or That's a space been station, a weird rather. Thing. You talk to people about that part, and they'll say, like, we just don't need to go there anymore. Maybe we don't. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. They might be right. We don't know, but it's juicy to think they're not right. But it's interesting how rabidly people fight off the notion. Here's the other weird shit about it. The Nazis were running our space program. That's a fact. Operation Paperclip. Right. Werner von Braun was a fucking Nazi. Right. They brought all the scientists over, like legit Nazis who would hang Jews in front of their fucking rocket factories in Berlin. Fuck. Legit. Guys who were, wear tattoos from the Holocaust, identified Werner von Braun, talked about him being yeah. in there. That was the head of NASA. That was the guy who was trying to get us to the moon. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of weird shit. And people See, now you're getting deep into it. It's the Nazis doing some kind of thing where they're like trying to fake the moon landing. Like it's somehow attached to the Nazis. I think the Nazis were the best rocket scientists available, right? Or one of them, other than the ones that we had here and then the ones the Russians had. There was a lot of competition to get the best rocket scientists. But some of the best rocket scientists were in Nazi Germany. Sure. So when Nazi Germany fell... Operation Paperclip took place and in Operation Operation Paperclip They brought a number of Nazi scientists from Germany secretly to America and one of them They put as a head of fucking NASA. Yeah, this is where the this is where it gets really cool Someone's explaining all this to me about how basically It's the, the thing is like, okay, you think in World War two That we just rounded up all the Nazis and they just disappeared and it's like, where do you think all the Nazis went? And they're, they're what about the ones who are really good at making cool shit. Yeah, well, bear aspirin. You know, like the the idea is that the Nazis. Bear aspirin. Yeah, well, look up. I'm so sorry to ask Jamie, but do you mind looking up bear aspirin and Cyclone B, like, Ooh. and 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 the Jewish slaves? I think working for bear aspirin. But when you look at like a lot of the corporate, the idea is that the Nazis didn't really go anywhere they just started corporations and some of the biggest corporations we have right now are do you know why zyklon b is zyklon b because zyklon b took the smell out of it zyklon a was the stuff that had a an agent in it that made it smell terrible so you could smell oh, wow. it wow so when they used it to gas the, the people in the concentration camps they uh changed it so that it was uh undetectable yeah did, did you so what did it say what does it say jamie's quick with the trigger here today Light, getting frustrated with us. Changes the camera, so if you guys aren't like Oh, that. sorry. Uh. The Bayer Aspen Company has finally apologized for the inhumane acts of its parent firm, including using Jewish slave laborers during the Holocaust. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, and and there's all kinds of examples of this. And where it gets really weird is like this is this is one of the great conspiracy theories. Is I think the Bush family is somehow wrapped up in it. <gasps> That's where it gets weird. Is like the it ends up getting wrapped into American politics. It's like, oh, do you think that the Nazis just became rocket scientists? Do you think they just like no, right. they became pharmacists, pharmacists, and they started running Chemists. companies and corporations, and, yeah. and like they and they're still here, and their descendants. Have have lots of money and like to think that they went anywhere is nuts the nazis didn't really go anywhere they just went deep into hiding they just sank back into the immune system of society like you know like the way aids hides in different parts of your body they just hid in the shadows and this is one yeah. of the reasons people are freaking out about the kind of like um friendly emergence of some people who are like clearly white nationalists who are just kind of like being like interestingly accepted and embraced for you know let's at least have a rational conversation about how you want to start a white ethno state you know that kind of stuff because it's who's doing that well, I mean, isn't this something Richard Spencer talks about? Right, but who's taking that guy in and, and talking to him rationally? Well, there's these. A lot of these people are getting like a lot of airtime. Right, but I think this is a bit of an exaggeration. Like maybe you're talking about Steve Bannon. Like Steve Bannon got into the White House, sure. and a lot of people Steve think that Bannon. he was. But has he? Has it been proven? I mean, it's really easy to call a guy a white nationalist. Has it been proven? I don't know much about Steve Bannon. I don't know. Quite honestly. I think a lot of I think I think some of these people. It's I think it's like God. I mean, you're gonna I'm gonna get like a fucking. I'm gonna get like an avalanche of like you're a fucking cock. You like, cuck. You but, cuck commie. But I think like for example, when you look at Trump's reaction when they were saying asking about the KKK, and he's like, I'm not gonna talk shit about this group. I don't really know him. Remember that? Like, or the fact that a lot of like yeah, I think you're paraphrasing. Um, he I think what he said was uh, a little more. Acceptable, but still weird. Can we look at it? Yeah, it's yeah. like a little tiptoeing. It's like if someone's like, "Hey, KKK, what do you think?" Well, he, they he suck. also said something about there was people bad behavior on all sides, on that. all sides, and that's one of the one of the white nationalist groups picked up on that and said specifically that Trump didn't criticize them specifically, so this was a good thing. The whole thing was very good for them. Right, it's like a white nationalist group said that, but that could have been just him just not doing a good job preparing what he's going to say about something and talking off the cuff, which I think he does with most things. I think yeah. that guy does most of his shit off the cuff. Yeah. He, you know, he said that. And one of the things that he said, like, in the, he wrote that book, The Art of the Deal, he doesn't yeah. make plans. He just right. goes he just goes to work and gets things done and just work, I, yeah. work off instincts. I, I don't know. The, the thing is, like, it's generally like when you think of certain people. Right. Are they a white nationalist? Mm -hmm. Like, when I think of you, Joe, are you a white nationalist? No. Right. It's just I, mean, I don't simple. It's simple. It's like there's no like, well, I, you know, I'm not even a nationalist. Right. I love America, there but I'm go. not a nationalist. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So the problem is with some what what you don't want. This is one thing I don't want. I don't want there to be a blurry thing when people think of me about whether or not I'm a white nationalist. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want there to be a like, well, maybe he does have some kind of ideas that are based around the importance of upholding European culture and making sure that we do everything we can to prevent people from having sex with people from other races. I don't want there to be any question. But right. like, I have zero problem with Everyone humping everybody whenever they want, mixing the paints and doing whatever. There's no question. I don't care. Okay. Like, I think it's fine. Where some Sounds people, like what a racist would say. 
What do you mean? Trying to like divert attention away from your racism. <laughs> I see what the fuck you're doing. Fuck you got Dude, me. I see what you're doing, man. You this is virtue signaling, but race virtue. <laughs> Would you do me a favor? I hate to dwell on this one more time, but you please Google. I want to make sure I'm right about this. That the Hasselblad cameras from the moon landing weren't insulated in any bizarre way. See if I was looking out. that up. There are sep they were different cameras. They were made uh, specially yeah. well, for they that. were made for this chest yeah. thing. That they, they also wore. had a spe special film de developed by Kodak. Special film. Is yeah. that true? Because yeah. I've read that it was the exact same film. No, Moon film. Who, but who says it? Who says it? That's a big breakdown. I'll look it up. It's okay. Petapixel, which is a big See, the problem is there's too many fucking, there's too many different people commenting on it that, like, like me. Like, I'm muddying the waters myself by not exactly knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, dude, I mean, that's like, that's Detailed look at the camera gear behind about. the historic. What, what is this? Uh, who wrote this? Petapixel. This is a pretty well-known Oh, it's, well this is fucking shill. It's a shill site. This is CIA front. <laughs> Look at the look at the shadows, the lighting. See, Pull up the lighting. Why is it so well lit? It's in the shadows. God damn it, there's a guy behind it with one of those big reflector booms. This is on in Nevada. There's a tarp back there. And uh, if you look real close, you could uh, see gum wrappers. Films listed right look at all that fake gum wrappers. Look at that fake ground. Look how fake that ground looks. Oh no, man. <laughs> look at the look at the shitty tinfoil on that spaceship. Fake yeah, shadows. super likely. That just landed on the moon. Yeah. It's just more fun. This is why I abandoned the idea that we didn't go to the moon. It's yeah. more fun to think that we didn't go to the moon. It's more exciting. So I have to be careful going that way. That's why I changed my opinion on it. Because then I started re-looking at it. I'm like, what the fuck do you know about right. space travel? Almost zero. But what do you know about bullshit? I know I'm, I'm good at bullshit. I know about bullshit. And when I watch that press conference, the post-Apollo 11 press yes. conference, I'm like, someone's bullshitting. Yeah. Something's weird here. And I think... It's entirely possible that they were forced into uh, accepting some stuff that wasn't real and they kind of knew it, but that they probably did go to the moon. They I just don't go. understand how you're, this is like back and forth in your head, but when I say alien artifacts on the moon right away, no. you're like, no. I don't think they leave shit behind. I think if they're smart, they, uh, they clean up. Have you not seen the... <laughs> Clean up! <laughs> you fucking wrecked on the moon. And, like there's a division of aliens. There's no evidence. Look, the face on Mars. We've looked at look moon at the, really well. Look at that picture of the spaceship that crashed on the moon. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know real. that shit looks crazy. Super real. I don't but, even think they use spaceships. I think they get to a certain point and they just travel through dimensions. I really do. But I'm thinking that in, more and more. I don't think right. spaceships exist other than like the really crude civilizations like ours. Look at this. Look at relatively. that Relatively. Oh, that's super real. Which one do you mean? The one, the one that They're looks like real. it's most drawn with crayon. <laughs> look at, look <laughs> at that. What the fuck is that? The fuck that? is roaming? That's an episode of Star Trek, bro. That looks like a, a ship. Look at the eyes of a mountain lion behind it. Come on, That's man. Where, where do you are, see eyes? Look at that. This is a fucking volcanic. Look, you're that's just a, look isolating. That. Look, that's a fucking topographical map. That's you're a ship. You're isolating a tiny little area. No. And you're choosing to look at it. You that's could look, a ship. How dare you? You could look at anything in Moab, Utah, and decide that that's look, a spaceship. Look at that. Yeah, look at that, This bro. is why they don't want to go to the it's moon. It's the ground. It's the it's fucking ground. There's a hole in the ground. That's a ship. It's not a ship. And look at that trail. It's like a, a, a bobsled trail. Or you know something. what's interesting? We look for shit on the moon or in space in general. And a normal thing in space is fucking amazing. Like if we find a microbe yeah. on the desert floor, no one gives a shit. No oh, look, it shit. lives in the sand. It's yeah. incredible. Nobody's going to pay attention. Yeah. But if you find something in space and you can prove that this thing exists, it was a living organism, yeah. a primitive organism that's on Mars. So we know that some life existed on Mars, right? And then take it another step further. If you ran into some dude 
who was jerking off in your apartment building. You just open the open the wrong door, and yeah. some dude's in there jerking off, and he's screaming at you, and he's an old man. He's got a tank top on. Yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? And you tell your friends, we'd laugh at it. But if you found that guy on the moon, just some old dude jerking off on the moon. <laughs> Imagine if that's what we found. The we whole went to, planet we went, would go crazy. We realized, realized like, like, that we literally are in a simulation. And this is how we find out. There's a guy on the moon jerking yeah. off. And he's got boxer shorts on and socks with Crocs. And he's just sitting there. He's probably knuckles up, right? Yeah. He's sitting there with a hunched back, <laughs> knuckling up on the moon. And he he's eats God. dirt. But yeah, he's God. Mouthfuls of dirt. That's, that's God. That's how he gets by. That's the creator of the universe. He's just gone crazy. The mm. creator of the universe went insane. Now he just jerks off on the moon. No, it's an old man. He looks just like an old man. It's just like the universe is so infinite that there's an infinite number of possibilities that lives can exist. Like someone yeah. was explaining this the other day, that the infinite is so vast that literally it's entirely possible there is a Darth Vader somewhere. Like a real, legit Darth Vader who runs right. the empire. Like it's a real thing. Right. Somewhere. That's how many possibilities exist. Right. So if that's the case, why can't there be a possibility on the moon of an old dude who eats dirt? He's got a tank top and spaghetti stains on it. He's knuckling up on the moon. <laughs> we find him. We have to film him. Front page of the New York Times. They found an old man who jerking off he? on the moon. Do you think they tell us? If they found an old man jerking off on the moon. Mm -hmm. if, like that's what they find. Like the space probe lands. And then right in front of it, it's like, eh, fucking look at this. The guy's gray ball hair. He's... I'd love to see that. I'd like to see the, pre hand. the yeah. press conference. Yeah. 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 He's, he's half his guts hanging out, spaghetti stains. All Why did he get spaghetti stains on his shirt? No one knows. No one knows. He's eating dirt on the moon, jerking off on the probes. Now what? Now what are you going to do? Now what does our civilization do? How do we deal with this? Well, it's the same thing as like this uh, Elon Musk car in space. It's like you, you see the image of that car flying through space. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a yeah. minute. Is this real? Yeah. Is this really going on, or am I in a goddamn movie? Right. Like, what's happening here? Is this right. guy really spend a hundred million dollars to shoot a car in a space? Yeah. What the fuck is this? Sure. He's got a camera on it. It's broadcasting images right. of a mannequin. Yeah. What the fuck is going on, man? Cascading levels of absurdity. That's what's yes. happening. We're seeing cascading levels of absurdity. Yes. And like, the more that it, the more that absurdity happens, the more normal it seems. Yeah. And that's kind of I, this is what I've been thinking is like what what the apocalypse really looks like because everybody thinks when you think about the apocalypse when i think about the apocalypse i think of meteors volcanoes the classics mm. you know the ocean dying like just cataclysms right right but really it's like more like absurdity starts avalanching into time to the point where things start happening so quickly that we can't even catch up. Like, now we got to deal with the fact there's a fucking Tesla infinitely flying through space. Right, like, what if it slams into a spaceship that's coming to visit us? That would suck so Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? It was like the, the alien overlords are like, they're finally ready, let us visit. <laughs> and they, they come in at light speed. And then the moment they re-emerge from light speed, Boom! The Tesla so comes through the windshield, hits him right in the face, takes the head off the Emperor. Yeah, it's just fucked. Just b explosions, just like in Star Wars. Boom, boom, boom. Laura Dern is at the wheel, <laughs> holding on. <laughs> Turn around! That's what happened in the, the new Star Wars movie. Spoiler alert. Remember when they hit warp speed, they went right through that one jet or that one uh, spaceship? Yeah. That's that's probably gonna happen, dude. Or it hits a meteor. Or it hits a meteor that wasn't going to hit Earth, and then knocks <gasps> and the trajectory so oh that it does. God. Yeah. Oh my god, they didn't even think. 
yeah, there's there Can is now if Elon Musk kills us all with his stupid fucking car flying through space. Just his fucking car out just there. Just grazes an asteroid. Clink. And it just so goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right towards LA. Yeah. We don't yeah. know, man. Right. It hits the laugh factory. That's the, the center. That's the fucking yeah. main place. Yeah. It smashes. Make God laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dude. the side of 18 semis. And it hits the laugh factory. Boom. No one can hear. No one can hear. It's just, it's so loud. Everyone's ears explode. Bleed. If you know if you're nowhere near it, your ears explode. If you yeah. live in Kansas, yeah. your ears explode from the impact. Yeah. You're never hearing ever again. Ever. No one within a five thousand mile radius ever hears again. Boom. People in the Bahamas like what? What? What was that? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. I can't hear you. That's crazy. The earth rings for a million years. That's fucking crazy. They said when the earth got hit by that one that hit the Yucatan 65 million years ago, it yeah. rang for a million years. Just a drone? Just like it got cracked like a gong for a million years. Yeah. Dude. That's fucking crazy. You ever heard the descriptions of how deep they think that thing was in the earth within the first no. second of impact no it's something bananas like miles deep into the earth within the first second of impact that's how big that thing was like a manhattan sized chunk yeah man i love that because that's reality isn't that funny that's the funny thing about existing on the planet is because everybody walks around imagining that the world that we're living in is permanent permanent and stable and not just our world not just society but your own life yeah like people walk around through their own fucking life this is the thing i was thinking about that uh that terrible uh, it keeps happening with the amtrak train crash because yeah. it's like when you think about that you're just going to work well, here's, a, here's the thing that disturbed me the most and it's disturbing me a lot lately this is a real issue people that were on the left were saying that they were happy that it happened, that God had done something to kill these politicians because there was a lot of right-wing oh, yeah. GOP people that were on this Amtrak yeah. thing. Like, could you imagine just saying that? Not, not, not only thinking it, but saying it on Twitter. Like, yeah. you're so confident sure. that you're righteous with your desire to have strangers dead in a horrible yeah. fucking train accident. Yeah. Like, somebody died in that accident. And they're like, great, going to heaven. Someone's dad's dead. Yeah. Right? Someone's mom, maybe. Wild? I don't know if it was a male or a female that died, but someone's mom, dead. Someone's sister, dead. It's and you're like, good, good, good riddance. Fuck God, em. God had a plan for them. Fuck them. Yeah. Like, because they're on the other team. Yeah, dude, that shit's... That's terrifying. That shit's really sad. But it never used to be the left. That's what's the scariest thing to me. The left was never like advocating violence. They were the exact opposite. During the, the, the Vietnam War, they were the hippies. They were the people that wanted to bring the troops home. They're the people that didn't want war. They didn't want violence. They didn't want hate. They, they, yeah. they denounced hate. Now they're, they're, like, they're like talking about violence being the answer I to saw, certain, certain political movements. I right? saw, I saw Punch a Nazi. I saw a term on Reddit that I liked a lot called liberal Baptist. Have you heard of this? No. So basically the idea is like, uh, you know, like in fundamentalism of any sort, really like the idea is when you're 
saying that you're religious. It's you're not really interested in another person's soul or saving another person. What you're interested in doing is creating an ethical hierarchy that you can dominate by being at the top of the ethical hierarchy, right? So what you're running into with this shit that you're talking about is people who don't really seem so concerned with how society is supposed to be as much as using their refined system that they've come up with, which they, is like they call being woke or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's this ref crazy, it's hard to even keep up with it. Right. But they use it to try to dominate the people around them by making you scared to speak your mind. Because right. the idea is, is like, you know, one of the, like, I, I, one of my, the guests on my podcast that I get fucking yelled at more than anybody else for having on, Jordan Peterson. That really pissed a lot of people off that I had him on my podcast. Why? Um, because they feel they misunderstand him and they think that Jordan Peterson hates uh, transgendered people, I think, or they mm -hmm. think that he's a uh, I think that he's they think that he's like alt right. right. They think that he's like some kind of alt right spokesman. And the truth of the matter is, I don't I don't fully know all of Jordan, the spectrum of Jordan Peterson's views on things because it would take me a very long time to do that. I know he's fucking smart. I know it was really cool for him to come on my podcast and I know we had a really great conversation that didn't really talk about that stuff. Right, but it didn't fit the narrative that they want. The, the narrative that they want is that he's a hateful person and that he hates transgender people right. and that he's a bigot and that he's yeah. this right-wing, alt-right uh, yeah. poster boy, but it's not real. The problem is people aren't willing to adjust that. Once they stand on that stance, once they have that yeah. position that this is I'm left wing, this guy's right wing, he's a pig, yeah. he's ruining things like that's they just make up their mind. But can, it, can let me throw let me add one thing to this. Okay. Imagine this. Imagine Jordan Peterson, and I don't honestly I, I don't know, but just imagine there is a piece of him that doesn't for whatever reason like it, he, he I don't know I'm again I'm not saying this is him. I have no I, I'm not implying it either I'm just right. saying imagine fucking jo Jordan Peterson I don't know uh, I'm trying to think of some offensive th thing that he just imagine he had some piece of him right. that was definitely politically not correct right okay that doesn't mean that all the other shit he's saying is invalidated by some piece of him because right. people are made up of lots of different pieces. Well, that's basically, in a way, I'm not categorizing Jordan Peterson the way you categorize Descartes, but that's what he was saying. Right. That with great people, they also have, what, what was the word he used? Uh, not great sin, but great, what was the word he used? Do you remember the word? The expression here. They've got shit. They've got shit. They've got shit. Yeah. Great flaws, flaws. as well. And, and I, this yeah. is... This great to, vices. That's this, what he said. This is, to me, where the big fucking problem is, is that people have lost the ability to be nuanced. And people have... Yes. And, and that, to me, is where things are really fucked up right now, which is yeah. like, you were throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. And I'm not saying like, oh, let's give a platform to people who have like... Hate speech. Hey, yeah, but, I, but to the idea that we have gotten to the point now we're just like freeballing and throwing around ideas, just like we've done yeah. all over the place here. I guarantee you when I look at Twitter, there's going to be a, at least like five people being like you fucking cuck piece of shit only because like i'm throwing around ideas because my hope is through that process i'm going to get closer to the truth and i'm going to be able to look at myself like what you said about the cock the coke boy you know what i mean <laughs> i liked it because you're right 
and I like what you did, even though it's comedic, it's funny. You're right, dude. Why am I giving that guy a hard fucking time? What is he going to do? He can't not be born a Coke son. Right. It's, He's like, he can't yeah. change his birth. Yeah, he is who he is. But meanwhile, beautiful. what is he doing? Is he taking over countries in Africa? No, he's making cute shirts and he's banging a hot woman. Yeah. Leave him alone! I, so that's, so that, but I like, I like that having these kinds of interactions with friends because it helps me adjust. Even though I don't have any real animosity for the Coke brother, from that kind of thing, I can look at my own fucking pattern and be like, whoa, shit, yeah, that's like a, that's something to think about because I, like, I could be more compassionate there. Yeah. So my point is, what, what, what ends up happening and what leads to someone who started off being, you know, who's a, 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 who considers themselves part of a group that was tr that's trying to stop war, mm -hmm. that spawned the hippie movement, and now they're like, thankful that a train accident happened that is a result of gradually shutting down their ability to understand that a human is much more than just one fucking thing jeff sessions is not just an anti-marijuana person jeff sessions is probably a an real elf. an elf and a sweet elf at that <laughs> and a person who's got a lot of love in him yeah. and has done a lot of good things for a lot of people but also he's got the worst fucking concept of what marijuana is and that sucks but that doesn't invalidate any of the love he's expressed throughout his life and this is unbearable for some people to deal with because we want a Darth Vader well it's because we are inclined to gravitate towards tribalism it is a part right. of being a human being it's always going to be a part it's the same reason why those Egyptologists were rejecting these ideas from John Anthony West and Robert Shaw because they weren't a part of the tribe yes yeah. these new people coming in with some shit that they didn't figure out on their own there's a thing that people do on whether it's male versus female you're seeing a a lot of this, when it comes to this Me Too stuff, one of the weirdest things that happens is that you start to getting this divide where the men are mad at the women and the women are mad at the men. Even people that are non-offenders and, and, and non-victims, yeah. people they shore up on teams. Yes. And yes, it's good that people are being right. exposed for doing bad things to people, but it's also very dangerous for us to just men and women be on opposite teams. We're humans. Right. We're supposed to be nice to each other. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We, we don't say that enough. I really don't think we say right. that enough. I really think we need to, it needs, it should be reinforced. And it sounds like, oh, it's a fucking great thing. That's your advice, bro? Be nice to each other? Yeah. Yes, it is my advice. Yeah. It's not my only advice. Right. I think you should also get your shit together. I think you should have some fucking discipline. Yeah. I think you should eat right. I think you should do a lot of things. Yeah. I think you should read books. I think you should pay attention. I think you should try to educate yourself. I think you should try to be aware about objectivity and tribalism. Where are the influence? But I also think... It would be really nice if we all just agreed to be nicer to each other but, and, and, and just have it as a conversation that the country yes. has and then ultimately the world has. But that list of things you just gave before that, yeah, I think that all fits into the category of being kind to yourself. And I think that, sure. that the way you're going to learn to be nice to other people is by learning how to be kinder to yourself. And being kind to yourself means treating your body better and yes. getting, you know, that's, yes. that's loving yes. yourself. And like, this is actually one of the things this guy Jack Cornfield taught me, which I like a lot, because I was talking to him about, man, you know, I want to fucking get in shape, and like, I feel bad because I want to be more in shape. And he's like, okay, but the way you're talking about it, you're hating yourself right now. Yeah. 
don't get in shape because you hate who you are. Right. Get in shape because you love yourself enough to want to feel better and to win. Yeah. So just saying that like yeah. changes the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you just saying that, I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't hate your body. Love yeah. it by getting it healthy. And then by loving your, that's loving yourself. It changes the intention around from like, I'm going to destroy my former self and right. replace it with a better self. It's like, I'm going to love this being I am right now. And the way I'm going to do that. It's by, you know what? I don't need to have five beers a night. Right. You know, I know I don't need to pour the booze into the thing every night as much as I have been, or I don't need to smoke cigarettes, or I don't need whatever the thing is. And that attitude of like, I'm not doing this because I, I'm not doing this because I hate myself. It's just this is different ways of me to ex for me to express love into my own world. And then from that, it radiates out. That's what you did. I mean, that's what you do. Is like part of what appeals, I think, in in you that appeals to people is that you're sort of radiating this like way of being that offers a lot of people a sense of like, oh shit, I could probably do that. I could probably do that. And it, it draws people in. So this kindness that you're talking about, it's contagious. Dude. Yes, it is contagious. Yeah. And, and, and it should be. And it's our cultures operate on the momentum of the people that are in them. Right, Nazi Germany is a good example. So is Denmark. So is Norway. I mean, yeah. there's really interesting cultures that are very different from other cultures. China is very different from uh, Ethiopia. I mean, yeah. a, they, we vary widely in the way we behave. Yeah. And I think there's a bunch of different styles of, of being a person. Yeah. And I think the problem is, and this is a problem that I had as a, a young man. I had an ultra competitive issue. I was competitive with my friends. I was competitive with other men. I was competitive. With, I would shit on people that I didn't know. Look at this fucking loser. You know, like it's a natural thing yeah. that young men go through. Right. And it took me until I was probably in my early 20s till I realized how toxic that was. And I moved myself out of it and right. instead started celebrating people around me. I yeah. changed my vibe. That's it. Because I, I was very flawed as a young man, but also super hyper self-critical. So my hyper self-critical, like I always wanted to be a better version of myself, but and I would I wouldn't do it the right way. Like was Jack Kornfeld's idea? Who's who Jack is Jack Kornfield? Jack Kornfield's idea. I didn't do it the right way. I didn't do it his way. I did it the way that a barely educated twenty-one-year-old man who's mostly just read books on. Uh, combat sports yeah. and fighting philosophy and psychology. I, did, I had a very limited amount of information in my head, but I yeah. realized that there was some flaws in the way I was thinking. And I realized I was spending all this energy getting mad at people that I didn't know, hating people that had things that I didn't have. And I realized I was sitting around thinking about this once and it was as I was becoming more successful um, as a martial artist. I was realizing that one of the things that was holding me back before was my mind. And it wasn't just my physical talent, mm. my skills, which also got better, but it was also that I had a better way of approaching competition than I had when I was younger because I didn't carry as much anxiety. I was, I was still ang anxious, but less yeah. anxiety because I was more at peace with being around all these different people. Instead right. of like, fuck this guy, who's this fucking guy? Right. I changed my strategy and I changed who I am. And then as I got into comedy, I was alleviated by the actual real threat of competition which greatly relaxed me. Right. It was a giant weight lifted off my back, sure. but that carried a little bit of that in the early days of stand-up. I would look at other comedians like, fuck this guy. Right. I, I get jealous of guys that were doing successful, yeah. I, uh, that were doing well, rather, that were successful. I got jealous of guys who were funnier than me. Like, why is he fucking funnier than me? It was, it was a right. stupid 
thought process. And it took me till I was like, you know, like 22, 23, I started realizing like, I got to snap out of this. This is unhealthy. Like I'm right. wasting this energy where I should be concentrating on positive things. Yeah. So I started supporting my friends. I started being like a more complimentary person. I started, I just, I went out of my way yeah. to just be nicer to people, be nicer to people, not because they could do something for me, just to be nice. Like That's it feels it. good to be nice. And I just slowly cultivated a better philosophy. And it took me a while, man. It Dude, took me until I, I was it. in my 20s till I really, like, as I was like getting closer to 30 is when I started really getting good at it with comedy. You know, like bringing comedians on the road, helping people. Yeah, that's you right. Know, that, fostering uh, other career, telling kids that were like seven years before, you know, behind me. Like they were, they started out uh, seven years after me. I'm seven years ahead of you. You could do this. Anybody could do this. Right. Just do it. Just do it. And if you fuck up, learn from that fuck up. Get better. This that's is it. this is the thing that you can do. You're a funny person. Right. You just all you have to do is just keep doing this. Yeah. And you're gonna you already made it. Yeah. You know. Well, this is the so this thing that you're talking about. The thing that I that the Ramdas people teach me, which is invaluable and uh, to me, and it really inspires you, is like they talk about Ramdas's guru Neem Karoli Baba and how when he was teaching, he never said, "Here's what this is going to do for you." Right. He was never like, "This is why this is how it's going to help you." He was always saying, "Here's how this is going to help the people in your life," and mm -hmm. so the moment you make that little shift, where working on yourself, as it's called is not about doing something so that you can fucking have a fucking six pack and yeah, get laid bro. With, but the moment you start with doing a scarf on in a cowboy and ride yourself, a horse shaving shaving your stomach but but the moment you start fucking doing this stuff because you know that it's going to directly help the people around you in ways you can't even imagine like you don't even know yet because there's going to be a moment in every single person's life where someone comes up to you who's in a lot of trouble and they need help and it might not be money it might not it, it might just be something you could say to them it might just be something you need to be lucid in that moment and because you've been like you know not paying attention and you're blurry and you're angry and you're fucking shut down that you're not even going to see that person right. that person is going to just be another face in the crowd that you don't even see but that's the whole point is like this practice your practice it it, it ends up helping so many fucking people and if you want to get excited about something at least for me what makes it's really a kind of difficult for me to get super excited over like i don't know some kind of like thing that's like gonna give me an extra thing it's way less exciting than to think that like shit man if i can be more calm and more connected then the next time i'm around somebody i love and get angry i'm not going to hurt them because i'm learning how to not react to my own bullshit right you know right. you're getting better at life yeah yeah and it's through trial and error i mean that is a, a tr trial error honesty uh, and you also have to realize that we're not all coming from the same starting block you know, right. some people came from uh, abusive childhoods. Some people yeah. came from super supportive and loving childhoods. Some people were spoiled as children, and that's what they're the, they're the people that struggle the most sometimes. You see, in uh, kids that grow up in like really rich families where the the, the p p parents weren't hands on, they're so disconnected. Right. They feel really weird and entitled, and they have a very distorted version of the future. Yeah. And those people, it's very hard, it's very hard to adjust from a place of bounty. 
right. to a place of struggle and success and and, and you know self-realization it's yeah. almost more difficult for some of those people that's compassion look me growing up as a person who didn't have money you know and, and thinking as when I was a child my family was on welfare yeah. we, thinking I still can remember at least I have a, an idea of a memory of us drinking powdered milk I remember that I remember being wow. really uh, embarrassed if people would come over our house we right. had powdered milk we were poor you know and that memory of being a young man of being uh, a struggling young com comedian doing a bunch of odd jobs trying to make it like this this real hunger and worry I remember one of the most embarrassing moments of my young life um, I had this thing fall out it was like some management company was interested in me and they were like a music management company and they were thinking about branching off into comedians. This guy was talking to me about it and it was falling apart and I was driving with my girlfriend and I was 21 and the whole thing was so frustrating wow. to me that I started crying. Wow. Tears rolling and I remember she looked over at me. She's like, are you crying? I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah. And she's like, oh. Like mm. she was like mocking the fact that I was crying. Oh my God. She couldn't help herself. You know, she was same age we we're both like 21 right we we're both kids you know and she just thought it was a bitch move yeah just be crying about being frustrated yeah. about your career and i remember being so embarrassed like why did i why did i let that out to her like why did right. i let that out in public yeah like this frustration of not knowing where the future lies but that frustration and that hunger of like wanting to figure out a way to get out of this cycle of working shitty jobs and figure out how to do something that i actually love doing like be a comic like that that burning hunger because you don't have shit that's where it all comes from when you don't know where the fuck you're gonna pay your rent right. you do you do not have an escape route there's no net you got to figure yeah. this fucking thing out man yeah. and you're not figuring it out right now right now it's falling apart and yeah. nobody nobody thinks you're any good you can't get booked you're like fuck you're trying to figure out what's the next job you're gonna get yeah. so you can feed yourself while you try to figure out this weird thing that nobody could really tell you how to do yeah you know, but that going through that struggle, that is everything. But people need to hear that you went through it too. They need to hear that, that during the dark days where it doesn't seem like it's ever going to work out. Are you alive? Can you see? Can you talk? Can you think? Yeah. Get better. Get better. Get better at whatever you're doing. Yeah. Just get better. So you suck at it now. Everybody sucks at everything when they first start. That's the whole thing about getting good at something. But if you love it and you're really honest, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Look at it for what it is. Look yeah. at it for what it is and work on it. Whatever the fuck it is, whether it's writing books or making sure. music or comp composing uh, computer code, whatever the fuck you want to do, if you suck at it, get better. Right. Just, but look at it for what it is. Look at it for really what it is. And that's one of our biggest problems. One of our biggest problems is that people have a really hard time looking at things for what they are if they're not flattering. That's right. Yeah. They want to think, oh, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. This guy's a pussy. Yeah. No, that guy it, sh shot a fucking rocket into space with a car on it, okay? And he <laughs> yeah. did it with his mind. He figured out how to make these calculations. He figured out how to make enough money yeah. so he could shoot a car into space. If yeah. you don't respect that, he's digging tunnels under L.A. They're letting him dig tunnels. There's an earthquake-ridden area, and this motherfucker's digging holes in the ground. Yeah. We're worried about fracking, but we're like, Elon Musk has got it. He yeah. said it's not going to cause an earthquake. It's not going to cause an earthquake. Yeah. We're worried about people fracking. We're not worried about Elon Musk turning our fucking city into Swiss cheese. Yeah, but you know, man, the thing is, those that the guy you're make you're like creating an image of the guy who's like fuck Elon Musk or that right. guy <laughs> is real. That's real. That's me. But, I was twenty one. Right, fuck and that, and you felt like fucking queer, and you felt like shit. 
-hmm. that's the important thing is like yeah. that that's all coming from feeling like shit yeah. and when you get around somebody who's acting like that if you've looked into yourself enough to see where you feel like shit and then you get around somebody and you realize like oh this person who's like being a complete fucking cunt to me right now feels like shit yeah and this is the I went to see the uh, Dalai Lama in Anaheim. And Dude, he, you're partying with Ram Dass, the Dalai Lama. Well, this was like not partying with a. I would love to party with a fucking Dalai Lama. I would love that. I really might nubify my cock if I got a <sighs> chance to party with the Dalai Lama in space forever. It's another thing to talk about. I'd do any. I'd love to be around that guy, man. Just because, like, when he was like so far down in this massive place, this little guy, you could feel his the energy rushing off of this guy into the room. It was Were you tripping. Maybe, <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, the, the the thing that he said that that has stuck with me is he's like one of the things he says is so simple, and it reminds me of what you're saying now. Is he said you can always be kinder, and then the mm. other thing he said, and it sounds so simple, but really people don't realize that you can always be kinder in any moment. And then the other thing he said is if someone's being unkind to you. It's not them being unkind to you. It's an echo is what he said. Like it's literally an echo of the, the unkindness, people being cruel to them throughout their lives. And mm. that shit is bouncing off of them like sound. It's bouncing onto you. And so when you get around someone who's like being a shit, what you're really experiencing is that there you're a lot of sorrow mm -hmm. from a lot of places you don't know. And that doesn't mean you're supposed to lay back and let them like spit on you or be a shithead to you or whatever. But it also, it helps you find a little bit of compassion. Right. That's all. Just, just so you can be with that person and let them be what they are without adding more suffering to it. Right. Yeah. Which only compounds the situation. Well, you have to learn how people are responding to that behavior too and, and adjust accordingly and, get, and do the hard work and look at yourself. And when people get super self-indulgent, one of the things that they do is they don't think about how other people are experiencing them. Right. Like if you're around people like, fucking the fucking worst luck always yeah. fucking happens to me. It's the same thing every day. Yeah. I'm at work. Fucking boss knows that I wasn't Mike that put in the work. Yeah. I put fucking 65, 70% of the work in. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Me. That. I'm bitter. Why did she leave? <laughs> Why did she leave? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it? those people exactly. are gross. You're like, I got to go, man. I can't when people start yeah. go what should I do what is the worst thing people do to you when they go what should I do what do you think I should do man I need some advice I need some advice hey 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 no you don't you that's not what's going right. on you want me to talk about you you're making oh, me focus uh, on you 100% yeah. you're not asking me for oh, help fuck. you're not that's doing a goddamn so thing crazy. for yourself you're not helping yourself at all what you're doing is making me concentrate on you Whoa, hey bro dude. I'm fucking really feeling depressed right now well do something about it Wow. So I'm not saying don't reach out to your friends, but I'm saying you got to do something too, man. Right. You yeah. can't just always talk about your problems. Man, I yeah. fucking talk about my problems. You don't even want to hear them because that's all you talk about. Yeah. Is your whole life a problem? Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Maybe that's the way you're thinking. Maybe that's the way you're behaving, the way right. you mapped out your life. Right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be there for your friends when issues arise. And there's a certainly 
all of our friends are super supportive. We've all gone through some weird shit sure. in our lives. We've all been super supportive. But if I'm super supportive to you, I know you're super supportive to yourself. Yeah. I know you're working on yourself too. Right. You're not just relying on me. Hey, bro, what should I do today? What should I do tomorrow? Yeah. What do you think? If you could sit down here with me for a few hours and map out my future, I would really appreciate it, right. man. Because it's just fucking hard out there for me, bro. You got it easy, Duncan. Yeah. This is bullshit, dude. You're fucking, you know, man, fucking, you got a good head start. You're yeah. a white guy from North Carolina. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. That's <laughs> what it is, man. They I just know. come up with these toxic excuses for why their life is shit without ever looking inward. And they want you to admit your privilege and admit your fucking advantages, bro. How about you, Duncan? Yeah. How about you fucking admit it was easier for you than it is for me? Huh? Right. But My dad's an asshole. <laughs> but the question is, like, because I know exactly what you're talking about, <laughs> and I know that person, and I know what Everybody that is. Everybody does. But the when I run into the, the, with that is there's a part of me that and I like what I know sometimes you just have to put someone you have to like avoid their presence. I thought you were gonna say put them on blast. I thought you were going gangster. not put them on blast. No, because it doesn't work. That doesn't work. But I, maybe it does for you. I don't know. Nah, but doesn't but work. there's a they just get mad at you. But right. So but there is a thing of like I this is where I might just be fucking naive or crazy or one took over the line. Sweet but Jesus. I believe that with anybody that you're around, if you've cultivated love, like if you can really love them, even in the midst of that cyclone of bullshit that you're talking about, mm -hmm. if you could look through the cyclone right. into their soul, like into what they are that's love and see that and love it, then the cyclone will start calming down a little bit right in front of you. I think it's possible. I think it's possible that if, and this is why I think it's fucking worth figuring out a way to cultivate this shit that you're talking about mm. so that when you get around a turd cyclone like that, <laughs> you know, that you, you actually, you become potentially the person who like, not by giving them money or giving them advice, but just by giving them love and letting them be this cyclone of shit for a second and loving it for real, you might be the thing that, that just like Musk's fucking Tesla hits the meteor and sends it into Earth, you might be the thing that dings the meteor of their life and prevents the catastrophe that they were spinning towards. It's entirely possible, but it's also entirely possible that like most things in life, you need a lot of various elements. You don't just need one person right. that you cling to. You need to look at humanity as a whole. You need to seek inspiration in the great work of others. Right. And you need to look at yourself in a way that you think maybe perhaps other people look at you. Right. And that is something that a lot of people don't do. And that lack of interest Introspection and self-critical thinking is one of the reasons why people don't change right because they don't adjust right Like you're not the guy you were 10 years ago. I've known you for a long time You're a better version. Thanks because you've adjusted. Yeah, I mean not that you were bad then I loved you back then you were awesome, but you're a, you're more together more philosophical more at ease with the yourself yeah. person Thanks, than you were man. 10 15 years ago yeah like when we were living together and i we lived together when you were at a, a down spot yeah you're a totally different human now yeah right? that was cool yeah and you were begin and that's the thing man because you were like in those moments when you were like when we're riding in my fucking mini cooper and i'm trying to listen to elliot smith and you know i'm depressed <laughs> and you're like dude what are you listening to <laughs> What the fuck are you listening to? I'll never forget that. And I'll tell you, man, in my head, I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a well, I was definitely being a dick. Yeah, but 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 the what what that was was like the it was what you were doing is helping me like 
get out of that vibration that I was You were in. wallowing in it. Yes. And I needed, and, it, and I didn't, it, in those moments when you were doing that shit, I was like in my head resisting. And I'm like, you know, but it, that's the other thing. When you decide to help somebody in that way, you can't expect it's going to happen. Their shift or change is going to happen instantaneously. But because of that, I still, to this day, when I put on Elliot Smith, <laughs> I think of that moment, man. I still th I hear your voice in my head going, going, Duncan, what are you doing? Because, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Because, because, and I'll tell you why, man, because sometimes you can listen to Elliot Smith and not be wallowing, and it's just really pretty and yes. sweet. Yeah. But don't listen to that shit if you're wallowing, because it's like, it's only- Don't feed the wallow. Don't feed the wallow. Yeah, don't feed that wallowing yeah. spirit inside yeah. of you. Yeah. Don't You don't yeah, need yeah, yeah. to feel that. Like it, right. Everybody experiences loss, and everybody experiences bad moments. You're just going to. You're, you're never going to get life perfect, right? So during these bad moments, what you got to realize is just accept it, feel it, get through it, realize it's a journey that you're gonna get through, but yeah. realize that there's better ways to navigate it than some. And right. some ways are really bad. Heroin's a really bad way to navigate it. Yeah. You start doing heroin and start fucking listening to Elliot Smith and go holding a knife over your stomach in the middle of your fucking bedroom going, <laughs> fuck it, man! <laughs> fuck it, man! You can't do that. No. You can't do that. Well, you can. But, you can. But it's not, it's not the healthiest way to go no. that's gonna give people around you and you yourself the selfish. most joy it's, it's, it's not necessarily selfish it's self-indulgent for sure yeah. I don't necessarily think it's selfish I think it's just it's it's a pattern of behavior that you can get trapped in yeah and I think we've all been in bad situations where you just feel like shit like you, you get in a pattern of behavior and you feel trapped yes. but you gotta you gotta learn from other people who have been through those patterns and learn from your own experiences getting through patterns yeah cuz you get you will that's the thing man it's like when you get around someone who's like a teacher figure like you, or you get around someone who's no, who's like really doing it from love and not trying to fucking like fuck with you, because that's that yeah, can happen that's too. That's the worst. Or be superior to you or right, whatever. Right, right. Like put you, you down and yeah, yeah put you down. Yeah. When you get around somebody who's like doing it out of out of love, there is such a massive difference in in the, in the way that feels and in what they do quite often or what a lot of my teachers do which is really fucking cool because like in the same way you've seen me kind of go shift you know a lot of my teachers from the ramdas camp like in the beginning when i was actively trying to offend them because that was what i would try to do is like just the, be funny not be funny because i was thinking if i can offend these people about the practice they're teaching me and they're like hey you can't say that or that's blasphemy or anything like that then i know to get the fuck out of there because it's like <laughs> you know what i mean because so you were you were calculated fuck yeah i was calculated with one <laughs> with one of my teachers ragu i would like his name's ragu like the spaghetti sauce well it means it means a different thing in the, the fuck it does it's change your name bro it, no it means change it in the, hey, it's, my it's, name's spaghettios but listen bro <laughs> don't think about it like that <laughs> <laughs> and my master SpaghettiOs taught me what Spaghetti. the fuck did you say? He's 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 amazing. <laughs> yeah. And like in the same the way, in the same tangy, way you're doing that with him, garlic. the same way you're doing that with him, I would try to do that with like their teachers, and 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 but and I would try to do that too because I was like, fuck it, if they get mad at me, right? Then I know. Then who can, if there's a thing where I don't like blasphemy, I don't like the idea I can right. blaspheme, man. That freaks me the fuck out. But it was like with, with Neiman Corley Baba, you know, they tell me these stories and I'd be like, you know, I just don't, 
I just don't really believe that, man. Like, I don't know if that it's, I don't know if I believe that shit. And Raghu, I still remember saying that, walking in this, at the retreat with him in Hawaii, and he gets a big smile on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't blame me for not believing it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> whoa, cool, man. This is fucking cool. Yeah. And like, it's that, that's the, so when you get around a real teacher, what I'm saying is the place that you're at, they let you be there, but they're not like, in the sense that they're letting you do the pattern that you're in, but by allowing that to happen in its own way and then adding to it the intention of like, I think I'm gonna help you grow here. That's when you really start changing. Mm. Not when someone's like, you. when you were in the car and listen to Elliot Smith <laughs> and you were fucking recognizing in me a lot of sadness and a lot of fucked upness, you weren't scolding me, dude. You were giving me love, but the way you were giving me love was by making fun of me in this really sweet way and it, and, and it worked you know what i mean it was it was so that's the thing that's what a real teacher does and that's why it's like you know to, to learn how to get to that spot is one of the most important things you could do well it's also from a selfish standpoint um when you have a good friend that is all of a sudden looking for a place to live and then they could live with you. It's cool. It's fun. Right. But it, right. it also feels really good to help somebody and right. to help somebody that you love and you really care about. So, I mean, I don't even think I thought about it for three seconds. When you called me up and you were in a hotel room, I go, dude, come live with me. Yeah. It was like instantly. There was no was hesitation. Like, hey, Duncan's living with me. Like yeah. instantly. I was yeah. like, you got a place to live, dude. You never That's have cool. to worry about having a place to live. I wanted you to, you know, and also you were, I've had a lot of people that have offered the tank to. Like, anytime you want, come on by, you yeah. can use the tank. You were the only guy who used it on a regular basis. Right. Like when Tate lived with me, he didn't touch that fucking crazy thing. <laughs> He's like, fuck this. He might have got in there once. I don't know. But that was not his style at the time, you know. But you were in there all the time. And you were writing journals and shit when you get out of there. Yeah. We would talk about it. You would talk about your inner voyage. When you'd go in that tank and just think about your life and how yeah. you're, you're, you know, what you're doing and what happened and what went wrong and where, where you're yeah. headed to and just look man the fucking stress of trying to be a professional comic is it fucks you sure. and you know how i know it fucks you because it fucks me every two years every two years when i abandon my act and put out yeah. a special and then i have to write a whole new one and i'm goddamn sweating just thinking about it right now like tom segura is going through that right now ari's going through that right now yeah. that's that's the shedding of, of all you've got yeah, and then you got to start from scratch it's fucking terrifying again And that's the thing that makes you keep growing. It's yeah the thing that makes you keep growing sure. But it, when you're when you haven't had any success like when you were in the beginning of your career And it just hadn't happened yet. You're like you don't really believe it can happen But once you do have it happen, then you go. Oh, I see you just got to get through that But dude the, the thing you're talking about with the comedy it's it applies to everything. Everything, everything and it's like the it's because what you're talking about someone was telling me like if a snake doesn't successfully shed its skin it dies and mm -hmm. and and that so a person is the same way in the sense that many of us cling to ways that we were thinking that's who we still are when we're not yes. and 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 you have to that learn what parts of yourself you to let go of like and you have to have the guts to fucking let go of it and dude that is one of the craziest things when you really have a thing 
that you've become attached to. For a lot of people, it's a relationship that sucks. You end up in a bad relationship, a bad job. You end up just attached to some version of yourself that you just aren't anymore. That's not who you are. Right. You got to let go of that. You got to let go of it. And, and, and letting go of it is death. It's a form of death. It, it feels like death. And so people want to avoid it. And what ends up happening is you run into people who are just fucking don't even realize that they're valets covered in bags from all these previous, they're hoarders and they won't let go of all these things, all these ways they used to be. Mm. So that's the, 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 what I, I, I've learned is that through this act of like scanning the self or looking into the self, you'll find places where you're stuck, where you're stuck. Like for example, you were saying, oh, I, was, I get jealous. I was getting jealous of these people. I was yeah. getting jealous. Well, you were stuck there. That was the place. No, it wasn't just jealous, it was worse than that. It was uh, toxic, like I, was, I didn't like them. Yeah. I was mad at them. Yeah, you were stuck Yeah, and you were attached and you were like, and that attachment was making you Unhappy, feel miserable, he heavy. Heavy, The yeah. feeling is literally- Not just that, weak. We, we, I felt weak. Well, you're that weak. was what really bothered me. Because all the energy that's being put in no, the no, no, carrying... No, no, weak in my judgment of myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not weak like tired, like didn't have the energy. Weak like, oh, you bitch. Right. You bitch. You you're bitch. just jealous. You're jealous. Oh, yeah. That's you? That's yeah. you now? Yeah. yeah. I know, man. And, th and these are like, you know, like when... um. Fuck, dude, when you get a really bad muscle spasm yeah. and then you go to a masseuse and that, that moment when the thing finally gives way mm. uh, and you're like, oh my, that place <sighs> in your back that hurts so bad suddenly just feels like you're back again. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh. well, the, the, uh, the same thing happens with suffering. So the suffering in a lot of people's lives, the repeating suffering, that's a, a karmic muscle spasm. And, and it's like, until you literally push into it and the same way you get rid of a muscle spasm it fucking hurts man right until you like get the blood flow going back into that place and really fucking go deep into why do i get jealous you know for me the thing i just figured out or that's haunted me is just jealousy in relationships mm. it's like why do i do this what is this this is just like you're saying it's weak it's mm -hmm. not a good look i don't like it and it's indulgent like while you're doing it you realize it's gross yes and you keep doing it yes and you're like oh my god i'm being a bitch and i'm gonna keep going yeah no yeah. you fucking texted him first yes that joe that it's so humiliating and so embarrassing and so fucked up and so brutal to the person you're with yeah so Sad. like that thing i figured i figured out to let i want to say let it go it's the illusion i'm not putting out there that you can conquer you know eternally parts of your identity or whatever but i've been able to let that go and that feeling of really being able to let it go wow man that's to me that's one of those monumental things when you can start dropping these things yeah and it's different for everybody everybody's got their own fucking right. muscle spasm but you'll know what it is you know what any people listening to it right now you know what it fucking is we are incredibly uh so we we are incredibly susceptible to patterns incredibly susceptible yeah and if you have a pattern of weakness and you accept it over and over again yeah it, it can define you yeah and you have to be really careful of that you got it. Well, yeah. And but and what's the beauty of it, though, is the very fucking thing that's hurting you like that. It's also simultaneously the thing that's like your that it's your fuel. 
for improvement. Yeah, it's like you're turning your trap. This is such a cheesy thing that I thought. I said, and I'm, ne I'm never going to like make it a blog post or anything, so forgive me. <laughs> but I did think about this. It's turning your trap into a trampoline. It's like you find this fucking... Are you of a self-help speaker? Honey, I can see I you right now in a theater. I know, that's why I do. With what like it. a big screen behind you. Uh, it's it's turning your trap into, a, into trampoline. a trampoline. Now give me your money. <laughs> I know, that's why I, has it. I deserve to be made fun of for it, and I'm not going to ever use that in a book or in a blog post or anything but i really do like the concept of like finding the place you're stuck and realizing that that's not a place you should avert your eyes from but in fact more than likely that's a door right that's a fucking door and you can go through that door into a whole new existence where you're no longer horrified by yourself and that that is really exciting it's yeah. a really fucking wonderful moment you know, not just in comedy, but I think in anything. It's always a powerful thing to improve. It's a, that's one of the things that's good about doing things that you're not good at, um, is that you get the opportunity to see what happens when you work at something and then you improve. And yeah. I think that applies to everything. everything. I think if you learn how to play a game and get really good at a game, I think that figuring things out in your mind how to get good at this game applies to life. I yeah. think it's there's you could get caught up in a game where like chess or whatever it is becomes your whole life and then yeah. it's almost too much right yeah. but you could also use things like chess or a lot of different things like we people have a heavy prejudice against video games but, uh, but this it's been absolutely proven that video games can enhance many aspects sure. of the way people think and problem-solve it's been proven I mean there's studies don't doing that people are doing on it but we associate video games with wasting time slacking off yeah. being a loser Meanwhile, Jamie, what the fuck were you just telling me the other day about how much money these guys make when they're playing Twitch? Yeah. Thousands of dollars a day, if not so, hundreds of thousands a month. Hundreds of thousands of dollars a month playing fucking video games. Yeah. How is being a lawyer better than that, you fucking asshole? Right. Is it about making money? What is it about? Because these Twitch guys got you beat, fuckface. Yeah. You're out there just making people get divorced and raking in the cash. <laughs> yeah. This guy's shooting aliens yeah. on Twitch. And he's making way more! Yeah. You're a loser! Yeah. He's flying private! <laughs> <laughs> he's got Gucci shoes! He's got a diamond-crusted Rolex, and he plays video games! Do you understand how crazy that is? You're over there working on family law? Do you watch Twitch? No. See, that's the thing, man. You I'm need man. I have things to do, bro. Oh my god. The hypocrisy! I play I play a lot of games, man. You, I only have so much time. I play I play pool. I shoot archery. Dude, I do you gotta, first of all, you gotta watch Twitch just for just for the sake of I the I definitely don't of the Thanks, just so you know for the podcast. <laughs> you don't have to. But you need to look so that you could see the how one, how it sounds when you hear about it. I remember when I first heard about it, I'm like, that there's no I've seen Mighty Mouse do it. It's really entertaining. Yeah. And it's really funny. And it's like when you're looking at like the, the community that forms around these people and like then you realize like, man, there really is something really soothing and addictive about watching this. Dude, have you seen that Twitch guy who trolls people in uh, what's it called? MySpace? The, what's that world? where? What? No, no. It's like oh, VR chat. Not thing. VR chat. Okay. There's a, he, this dude goes into different video games playing a character and trolls people inside the games and it's some of the funniest fucking shit you've ever seen like he goes into what's second life he goes into second oh. life somehow makes it into a like a enclave of people playing the part of bikers in there <laughs> and he goes in there and they're like they're acting like bikers so they're like how'd you get in here 
And he's like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm here. He's like, that has this very calm voice. Right. Like, you need to get out of here. And he's like, I, I, you know, I, I, I'll come. I'm gonna go, but I'll be back tomorrow. And they're like, No, you will not be back here tomorrow. You are not coming back. This is our place. Are you allowed to show that? Can you show that on? I was looking up Second Life isn't allowed on Twitch for some reason. But this, it's a streamer. Look up Second Life. Our, this is our place. I don't know if you can, if you'll even be able to find <laughs> this it. This is but, our place, dude. It is the funniest shit. So ever. there's a video that he recorded and then he put it online so you people can watch yeah, it. Yeah, and he trolls <laughs> shit tons of people this way, man. If you find it, I dude. I love it. I found a video that says extreme angry, extreme angry rager for uh, hilarious trolling. Is that probably it? Second life can, griefing is what it's. Can says. I see it? Yeah. I'll know what it is right away. No, it? that's no. It's him. I think it's probably him, but go back and look up. This is our place, Biker Second Life Troll. And maybe someone on Twitter can help us find it because it's like <clears> a pretty <throat> famous troll video. But it's like the funniest <laughs> fucking shit, man. Like I've watched it a million times. I'm looking on Twitter right now to see. Was there ever trolling before the internet? Is this it? Dude, I think I think that's it, man. Second Life. Go to Linden Labs, and it, they will shut her down, and they will IP ban her. No, they won't. And if somebody wearing a cross around his neck, I think you should speak to me more. Nicely. It's one of them. I think you should shut the fuck up. What's What's the one? So she's talking. Yeah, in but real this life? is a different one. What's the one in the? Yeah, that's his second wife. Hold on, what's that one? Are you going to come to a fucking MC motorcycle club? He's yeah. using the yeah. abbreviation. Let me tell you something, Story. I am famous. I have a reputation that precedes me. You can go anywhere and you can mention my name. You can just and they see will tell the blood you exactly who I am. I am famous. You know why? Because haters yeah, make me famous. And people that <laughs> can't be like That's me, not him. That's amazing, though. What's the one in the lower, in the, the first suggestion hooked. right there? I was hooked already. Now that anyway, the point is, dude, nice shirt. watching video games is a is a fucking blast. Uh, I wish I could. Find it is. It. It's weird. Look, watching games is a blast. I like watching. That's that guy, the Doctor Disrespect. Yeah. Um. There's like there's a lot of things that's interesting. I like watching people play pool. I do. Right. Like, I I don't even play golf, and I like watching people play golf because they're talking. What should I do? What should I do? Like, you think he's gonna make it? Yeah. I think he's gonna fuck up. Look at him. He's sweating. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fun. Yeah, and the thing about video games is you can do it from the first person, so yeah. you can look at it from their perspective. Yeah, and it's fucking crazy to watch, man. I went to yeah. I went to the um, BlizzCon. You know, Blizzard has the BlizzCon. Like, yeah. and like, I, I I was lucky enough to get in there, man. And I got to watch like uh, esports. I got to watch people playing StarCraft in an auditorium, and it was awesome. And the energy in there was so fucking intense. How many people were there? I don't know, hundreds, hundreds. It was like shit tons, man. These were like famous players, dude. These are like world-renowned Korean fucking StarCraft masters. Ooh. And like when they're the, and if you know anything about StarCraft and you see what they're doing, it's incredible. And it's just like with, you know, the applause, the fucking like people are like, yes. Well, it's super complex. So fun to watch. But that's man. what I'm talking about with these people that have these prejudices about video games. They're super the, like video games, especially like StarCraft. They are super complex. They, they require multi-level thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't fuck. You can't just play StarCraft. Not against those guys. I mean, I've seen you oh. play it before, too. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're moving shit around. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm setting this up and this is for later. I'm like, what? I know. Like, what is this? I like, can never. Argh. I tried to return to it. Talk about, like, feeling old. 
go back to try to play StarCraft after a couple of expansions have come out, and you're just like, I can't. What the fuck, man? You I, have to learn. You don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time to like learn how to do fucking Zerg rushes again. I, I don't see. Have I liked. Oh my god. This is at like the O2 yeah. Arena. It looks so like opening ceremonies in Seoul for 2014 League of Legends. Oh wow. my god! It's a football stadium. Yeah, it's like a giant soccer stadium. So badass. Oh my god! It's filled with people. That's like 50,000 people there. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's insane. It's so big in Korea, huh? Holy shit, dude! Wow. Look at all those people. Look at the size of the place too. Why hasn't that caught on like that here? So How come? There's an Overwatch League. They just started this week or this month. That's in the in Burbank at like the old Johnny Carson Theater. No or shit. It is. Yeah, and it's been that's going on. cool, dude. When I was uh, addicted to Quake, I would watch demos all the time from this guy named Thresh. See if you could find Thresh Quake. There was this kid. God, I wish I remember his name. I think his last name was Fong. Dennis Fong. There it is. Dennis Fong. He was the best. And while he was playing before he retired, he was the best. Like, he was so good that people would watch his demos and try to emulate his moves. Wow. And what he would do was he would figure out a map, like, absolutely perfectly. So he'd have these one-on-one -on -one duels. And this yeah. is another thing that's surprisingly complex, is playing duels. In This is Quake 1 that we're yeah. looking at here. Oh, no, it's not. It looks like Quake 3. Hold on. It's Quake 1 tournament. This it? Yeah. Oh, is it a new version of it? Oh, no, it's definitely Quake 1. Okay, so, because you see the shotgun shells and shit like that. There's all different stuff. There's rocket launchers. And yeah. This didn't have a rail gun. The rail gun changed a lot of shit in Quake 2. But the point being that you would have these strategies, because you had a map, and it would all be about controlling mm. the respawns. So all of the items, whether it's a rocket launcher okay, or a right. shotgun or whatever the fuck it is that you're picking up and the, the ammo, all of it would respawn as well as the health. So it was all about controlling where the respawn is, keeping your health up really high, and then right. making sure your opponent never gets any good weapons. Right. And so they would, it was really cool. strategic, and they'd chase each other around the map. But this one dude just fucked everybody up. I mean, and he lost a couple times too when he was, you know, starting out, but he eventually got to a point where he was like the Michael, like right there, boom, he sees that guy, boom, jacks him. He knows where you're going. He's firing rockets down hallways. He anticipates you're going to be going down. And when you would watch these guys play, you see, like, right there. That guy was there, and he's just waiting for him. Boom, boom. And you, I would, he just killed that dude. And I would watch these guys in these demos and try to learn from, like, how they were maneuvering. There's another guy called Fatality. Yeah. And he was really good at it. And there was different games that guys would play too. There was this game, and some guys went over to Unreal and they played Unreal tournament. Unreal, I remember See? Unreal. He's got the armor. Yeah. See, every time it respawns, he's going to be running back there to get that armor, running back there to get the shotgun shells, making sure that his opponent doesn't have a rocket, and you just keep killing him. And then when he respawns, you chase him down, kill him again, or weaken him. And then these are fucking really complex, multi-level games. You have to think in advance, and you have to plan things out. And guys would even have timed um, things that they would put in a program so that it would show on their screen, rocket launcher respawning in 10 seconds, 9, 8, yeah, and yeah, they'd yeah, run yeah, after sure. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how when this came out, it was so badass. Oh, yeah. And now it looks so ancient. It looks weird. But, but go to Quake, what is the Quake 4 one? What is the new Quake one? Quake Tournament? What is it? Quake it Champions? I think it's called Quake Champions. There's one you can play online now. I think it's called Quake Champions. Came out last year. Oh, it came out last year? Now watch this shit. Arena, oh. that's what it is. Quake 
Champions Arena. Is that it? But look at the fucking graphics now. But it's the same kind of concept. Right. So, you know, this this guy is playing a one-on-one against someone, Fair and there's these, these crazy maps. This looks badass. Oh, amazing. When was the last time you played Quake? Forever, dude. I'm terrified. You got to get back in no, there. Yeah. No, daddy got problems. <laughs> it's like you're like watching I'm people. too crazy, dude. I'm telling you, I can't do this. I used to play this shit for eight, ten hours a day. <laughs> I told you I got a T1 dude, line installed in my fucking it. house. The way you're looking at it is so yeah, fucking funny, dude. Look how we just nailed him with the railgun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I had a real problem. So wow. um, I prefer uh, archery and a bunch of other things that I get uh, addicted to, but I could easily get addicted to this again. Yeah. Easily. It I is could so too. fun. It looks super fun. I, I suck I'm, at shooters, though. What? Oh, you, but you don't. You just don't play them. Right. Listen, if we decided to do that, would you come and play it here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, what, what we're thinking about doing is we have a conference room that I'm thinking about turning into a LAN party room. Oh, cool. And have it set up. We'll set up uh, Quake games, and then we'll uh, maybe we host a server and let a certain amount of people online. Yeah. And then we could have what you call deathmatch. I'll come and, and death play. Deathmatch yep. is like you have 10 people on a map, and they're all just going crazy. And you respawn with all your shit. Dude, Especially, let's do that. Let's do it. But what about, why don't we pick up a new one like this This That's fucking this game? game. This, you can do 100 Everyone's, people in this game. It's what called it? Battlegrounds or Player something. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, yeah. Yeah, man. This Here's game looks badass. I don't want real physics. I don't want to move around like I move around in real life. That's the thing about Quake uh -huh. is you move way quicker than you do in real right. life. It's well. like, you're bouncing and jumping, and you're hitting trampolines and flying through the oh, air. Oh, no, man, this game looks pretty cool. If you're a queer... It's like hunting people. That's why I think you'd like it, because oh. you hunt people yeah, and you see someone. Yeah, you're hunting people. Listen, if you, I'm not into hunting people, bro. <laughs> I'm into hunting aliens that can move faster than people with rocket launchers. Dude, and by the way, what about Hearthstone, Joe? Why don't you start playing Hearthstone? Oh, you want me to cast spells like you? <laughs> yeah, dude. Do we have to be naked again? You might yes. like Overwatch, then, because that's a little Ooh, bit more That's kind of interesting. Yeah, Overwatch is... But everyone's is that, into that. It's a third person thing no, right? no 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 this is just we're, this is the what i was explaining the overwatch league this is the viewing of it so oh, they have I special see, ways you can view it oh, yeah see, but i like watching things through someone's eyes that's oh, it. there you go yeah, yeah. yeah first person this overwatch is fun okay, as this fuck, looks great dude. this looks great yeah this is team based you should do we should have an overwatch league i okay. suck at it you know who's good but, at it is pemberton you can get pemberton oh, sure. in our league just look at him so uh, is this um, something that you play with a PC? Yeah. <laughs> or is this an... Okay, yeah. Actually, I don't this play This one's Xbox on all of them. Games. This one's on all of them, but PC. I can't play Xbox games. Once you play with a mouse and a keyboard, that controller is just so whack. They're supposed to be uh, making an update soon, so you can do that, actually. Uh, mouse and keyboard on an Xbox. Oh, well, that's what they should Fucking do. How is, it, how is it taking so long to do that? Blizzard is... So, they're so badass. Weird, but they were working on that years ago. Yeah. Uh, there's still a thing, like Xbox has said recently, they would allow people to play against people on PlayStation's network. Yeah. But Sony doesn't want to play friends with them. Oh. You know, that sucks. Whatever, so. Well, see, the thing about computers is when you have a mouse and a keyboard, you just have so much more precision. Guys get really good, and they also have, like, auto-aiming yeah. that keeps you in the box when you're using those. They, they've, they've made it a little bit better, so those little hand controllers are more accurate than they used to be. But, man, it ain't the same. When, you're, when you have a mouse and keyboard, like, if you watch that guy... Google fatality, and the the I in fatality was a number one. This guy would hit people with a rail gun in the middle of the air so often it was almost like he was psychic. Crazy. When you would watch him play, and you watch through his eyes, and you realize how bad you are at the game. And that was part of the reason why I got so addictive. He made it to number one on that new game I was talking about. He did. Yeah, that's what his that's what his Twitch channel says right here. His last <clears throat> stream was him playing. Yeah, wow. that's him. He's a savage. I met that kid in Vegas. Very nice guy. He's not a kid anymore. I'm sure he's in his deep in his 30s now. I think. Uh, 
Because it's a long ass time ago that he was running Quake, unless he was there six. There he is. He's a dad. He's got a dad bod. Mm-hmm. Got a fucking golf shirt on. <laughs> Just dropped his kids off. <laughs> out there fucking out people online. I love it, man. The, this is like such a better future than I predicted when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never imagined that we would be able to watch people play video games or that that you can make a career out of playing not just a career but make more in a month than lawyers make in a year it's wild yeah these people are all painting and playing music and stuff all right we're gonna do it and we're gonna also do uh pool on it right we're gonna set that shit up we got plans techno hunt we did this techno hunt thing. Have you seen the techno hunt game yet? Only are you you like posting on an Insta? Oh yeah. I want to I want to check it out. The we had a thing live. There's forty thousand people watching, and we're shooting arrows at this uh, screen, and then it's been downloaded like three hundred thousand times in the first twenty four hours. What's the ETA on this, man? Like, when are you gonna fully turn this into like a video gaming compound? It's that pretty close. Really exciting. We're closing to in me. on it. We're closing in on it. But the techno hunt thing. What's fascinating about that is you use a regular bow. So it's real, pro- it's like real world practice. Right, a compound bow. Yeah, like a real cool. compound bow. Yeah, you're not supposed to use a powerful one. You're supposed to keep it down to seventy pounds. You can't jack it up like mine is jacked up to eighty four pounds. But I tried the eighty four pound one and it didn't break it. So we'll see. I'm excited, man. I love this compound. It's, it's crazy, badass. Right? Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do with it. It's like you're just barely growing it right now, right? Yeah. Like, well, any suggestions you have, man, and if you want to do something here, we could do anything you want. Just if you have an idea. The, I I like the video game idea, man. Let's do it. I love it. the idea of having some kind of like Twitch laboratory here. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's let's exciting. Do let's do it. So you heard it, folks. Duncan Trussell's in for the Twitch League. Dun dun. I dun. suck at these games, though. My kids are going to go, Daddy, come home. Daddy, why do you play games? <laughs> Duncan Trussell, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow Thank him you. and his antics on Twitter or Instagram, but you don't use Facebook, do you? No. no. There you go. Duncan Trussell Family Hour, one of the best podcasts in the world. Thanks, Joe. I Thanks. recommend you listen to the one with Dr. Chris Ryan. It's a really good one. The last one you guys you did together. You listen to that? Yeah, I did. Don't tell me I that. I'm to getting nervous all the time. when I do my podcast, man. Come on, man. bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> Young Jamie. Go to youngjamie.com and get your Round Earth Shell t-shirts. Are they back? Do you have them restocked? They're not restocked. I'm God a, damn I it. one of those. They sell out soon. so fast. I got one for you. But you have powerful shirts in stock, right? There. There's some, a couple of those left. A couple of hoodies left. Yeah, and they go quick, bitch. They go quick. All right, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, Phil Demers, formerly of Marine World, and uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have some fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.